Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast here. This is, of course, a Monday, so you're getting the week-delayed Monday Night Master Debaters over here on my feed. Um, awesome episode that we did here, though. Uh, you know, obviously, you guys have hopefully heard of Brandon Williams here at this point. Interesting conversation. Uh, I tend to believe where Brandon's coming from. A lot of people think that it's all hype. Uh, a lot of people think it's fake stuff. I think it you know, there's something to it. I know that people are out there doing this, not just Brandon. Uh, this isn't his idea, but he has kind of evolved the conversation from people like me who aren't the most educated, not the smartest people in the world to actually being able to understand and it make a little more sense. And it is, as he says, a little more fun, a little more lighthearted. And it should be. I mean, if you're kind of getting yourself out of this situation where you are conned into signing an agreement because you feel that society is kind of guiding you in this direction. You need to do, you know, keep up with the Jones or whatever the, the statement, the, uh, the, what is it? The phrase is, um, this is cool stuff. And I, I really did enjoy my first conversation with him. And then Matt, um, figured we should do it on here too. So we did just that. We had Bob from hidden in plain sight. You may know him as moral Bob, uh, awesome guy. He's got a new show uh, about movies and like the hidden messages in movies with a really cool Australian fella ma- named uh, Drew um, and then also Andy from uh, The Deep Share. So, you know, that's a pretty cool little thing that they got going. But just Bob on this one, along with Nate from The Reality Czars. Uh, Nate is an awesome dude. Him and I talk back and forth quite a bit on Instagram. You might hear him sending in voice messages on the uh, cunt news show where, hey, I guess I should take this time. If you have anything that's standing out news-wise or conspiracy-wise to you this week, shoot me a little voice message on Instagram. It's super easy. It takes 30 seconds to a minute. You can plug anything you want, and I always appreciate that because it's super fun. It's kind of like a unique thing. It's tough to get people to participate in it, which I understand, but um, even if you sent a message already, you can. I don't care if it's the same 20 people every week. It'd just be cool to have 20 people in there every single time asking a uh, quick question. So that's uh, released every Tuesday for See You Next Tuesday, right? Um, what other things am I doing now? Just a regular show, too. I got a, a episode planned to be released on uh, probably Thursday, which will be the normal show. And uh, so you're getting three episodes this week. This one, uh, Cunt, and then the uh, regular show with the Patreon portion to it, okay? So very appreciative of all the support. And I figured whenever I can on the intros for these things, because, you know, you could have heard all this information over on the Great Deceptions feed last Monday. So why would you listen to it over here? Well, it's because I put a little bit of bonus shit on top. I try to do 30 minutes or so. And on this one, um, 
I have something that relates directly to what Brandon's talking about here as far as being the state national, getting out of the system, all that stuff that sounds honestly too good to be true, but at the same time, I believe in it. I, I believe that people are doing this successfully. So um, whenever I can, I try and make the theme that I talk about in the intro fit with what the subject matter of the episode is. And bear with me here because I am just going to be kind of reading a lot because I've gotten together several instances where the federal government has uh, misused your tax dollars. And I have dozens, dozens and dozens of examples here. I don't know if I'm going to get all through them, but if you stick around to the end of it, you'll hear how the NIH and how um, the National Science Foundation, who are two of the most repeated organizations that you'll hear mismanaging money, you'll hear a couple of their uh, you know special uses of tax dollars. So again, a lot of reading here, but some of this is hilarious. Some of this is disturbing. And some of it's just like, what the fuck is going on? What's the point to really all of this? But again, some of it's disturbing. So uh, the first one that I have here, the Environmental Protection Agency was criticized in 2015 for allocating $36,000 of taxpayers' money to an organization tasked with creating a Minecraft version of the Berkshire region of Massachusetts. What the hell? Supposedly, this is to educate young people about environmental issues, but 36000 it's $36,700. $36,700, right? Uh, how do you say that? Thirty six. Thousand seven hundred dollars. Jeez, I shouldn't have smoked before this. Um, that's a lot of money. The kids would do that shit for free, and you're paying that money. So again, tax dollars going there. Next one, according to a 2014 NPR report, the government owns roughly seventy-seven thousand empty or underutilized buildings across the country, whose maintenance costs, uh, like mowing lawns and preventing pipes from freezing, can really add up. The Office of Management and Budget estimates these buildings could cost taxpayers, wait for it, $1.7 billion a year. These buildings could be used to, to aid in the homeless problem. It's wild. That one was one that was kind of disturbing to me, not just because of the billions. And I know that there's so much money in tax revenue, but again, it doesn't just go to beneficial things. A lot of this is going to weird things. And for the, I mean, I pay taxes, right? I pay taxes, I think, uh, you know, pretty much everyone does, uh, except for people like Brandon, right? Um, but man, I, I wish that that we could hold the people that, that waste the money like this, hard-earned dollars, we could hold them responsible and be like, hey, why are you doing this? Don't do this anymore. I'm not saying arrest them and do all this crazy shit, but man, it's wasteful to do this, and, and it sucks. Some of them, like I said, funny, some disturbing. Uh, next one, stretching their budgets as well as their limbs. A slew of federal agencies, including the Department of Energy and Environmental Protection Agency, spent a total of $150,000 between 2013 and 15 on freebie yoga classes to help calm the nerves of their stressed out employees. Well, that's ridiculous. Essential for anyone living in a systemically active area, said no one ever. An Oregon workshop called uh, How Does the Cookie Crumble? looked into whether gingerbread houses can be earthquake-proof and other cookie lab experiments. This edible exercise gobbled up $150,000 of taxpayer cash in 2016 to see if gingerbread houses can be made earthquake-proof. That sounds like $150,000 of your hard-earned money well spent. 
After 17 years in development, the Pentagon's F-35 Joint Strike Fighter, the JSF program, is seven years behind schedule and $173 billion over budget, making it the most expensive weapon system in history with an estimated lifetime maintenance cost of $1 trillion. Hoo boy. But the Pentagon and Congress uh, keep succumbing to the sunk cost fallacy and spending even more on this weaponized, and are even spending more um, on this uh, draining, money drain bullshit. In 2018, allocating $2.7 billion to produce 20 more F-35s and $842 million to update the aircrafts they were already supposed to replace. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, for a more mundane example of military waste, look no further than the Air Force, which in the past two years spent more than 325000 on 391 fragile self-reheating coffee mugs after replacing each newly broken mug at an average cost of 836 per mug. The Air Force later found out it could 3D print suitable replacement parts at a cost of 50 cents a piece. So, reheatable mugs, self-reheating mugs, excuse me. $325,000 for some that, for that bullshit. It's wild. That is wild. What year was that, did it say? I guess that was right around the same time, 2018 or so. Uh, the federal government often allocates funds for artistic projects and research studies, that sounds nice, uh, that hardly seem worthy of taxpayers' troubles. Never mind. In 2015, for example, two students from the University of Washington received $1.3 million to study how foam koozies keep beer cold in hot weather. What the hell? Okay, I can tell you why. And I'm an idiot. I mean, it's because it's it's insulating the cold. It's keeping the hot and the cold separate. It's wild. Next up here, the Pentagon and Obama administration allocated $500 million to train and arm moderate Syrian rebels to supplement U.S. Air Force strikes against the Islamic State in 2015. By the same time it was scrapped... Oh, I'm sorry. By the same time it was scrapped later that year, um, and the program had established only four to five fighters in Syria, with many others surrendering to rival groups, all of whom were trained at a cost of $4 million each. Well, well spent money. Does any of this sound like money laundering to you? If not, I've got a couple that do. Hold on. Uh, there's nothing like a Super Bowl commercial to build awareness of a brand or service, even if that service is a government-mandated survey. So you have to do this, but let's spend what it says here. In 2010, $2.5 million in taxpayer money on in on a 30 second ad of all things right of course it's the super bowl we know um but man uh we're getting a little close to the money laundering side of things if we haven't uh if we haven't already crossed that here 2.5 million in taxpayer money for a 30 second ad space for a head scratching commercial enticing americans to fill out their census forms huh Okay. From 2014 to 2016, the IRS committed an audit-worthy mistake by wasting $12 million on subscribing to a cloud-based email software that was never installed on employees' computers after violating the um, competitive selection process outlined in its own regulations. That's awesome. $12 million of fraud committed by your friends at the IRS. Fascinating. In 2004, the GAO found a defense um, and the Defense Department had wasted. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. Take that again. In 2004, the GAO found that the Defense Department had wasted 100 million dollars within six years on tickets for flight spot through Pentagon accounts 
that employees didn't end up boarding on major commercial airliners. Most uh, maddeningly for taxpayers, those tickets were fully refundable, but the travelers too often didn't report their canceled trips to get the funds recouped. Now, I got to tell you, okay, this sounds like money laundering. The Defense Department buying $100 million worth of tickets over six years and not getting them refunded to massive airliners like American, Southwest, all those. That's money laundering, my friends. I think we found one, okay? Uh, Through the Medicaid and Medicare uh, and CHIP programs, the federal government paid $3 million to medical, quote, professionals who uh, who had been banned from public health programs, according to the Congressional Budget Office. Some of these people committed fraud, and in others, uh, in other cases, they performed unnecessary procedures to pad their invoices. At least 100 doctors were supposed to be removed for reasons relating to criminal charges, but they kept practicing and, of course, collecting your tax dollars. Awesome. I mean, doesn't this make you feel good? The national anthem needs to start playing at some point here. Agricultural subsidies were designed to support farmers during the time uh, during a time when vast numbers of Americans worked in ag- agriculture, particularly during and after the Dust Bowl era and the Great Depression. Today, however, the number of farmers has dropped significantly, but the agriculture lobby is as big as ever, and the federal government doles out tens of millions of tax dollars, the vast majority of which uh, to the biggest companies for marketing, insurance, research, and simply to overproduce. This is one of the ones that I found pretty disturbing because it's these big mega corporations, uh, big agriculture, right? And they're enticing them to overproduce. This is using more resources, but for some reason they're super worried about global warming and like, you know, irresponsible use of land and water and resources. Using too many resources, too much water to produce too much food, put too many greenhouse gases out there, right? I'm just trying to think like them for a second. But this is the part that bothers me. The overproduction of wasting shit. I mean, going to a grocery store, going to Walmart and seeing piles and piles of tomatoes. You don't feel like those are as important as they are, right? Not only are they probably poison, they're coated in some kind of shit, and soon the vaccines are going to be in them. They've talked about that. This is wild. This is crazy that that there's everything is just so readily available versus if you were to grow the stuff yourself... Um, or it was sourced more responsibly. I'm not saying more expensive. They don't need to be more expensive. More care could be put in how these things are used. Um, my grandma grew some tomatoes the other day when I had some for Thanksgiving. They had a bunch left over and I took them home because like they weren't going to eat them. Um, you don't waste stuff that you grew or people grew. I have a lot here and I'm eating them like they're freaking potato chips right now because I don't want them to go bad. Um, I could can them or something, but... Yeah, I'll just eat them. There's not, it's not like a pile here, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you, if you're more attached to your food, you don't waste it. I've never wasted any food that I've grown myself or that I've known the the person that grows it, but I'll waste tomato. I mean, my, my fridge has probably three or four rotten vegetables in it right now. I'm being honest with you. It's kind of gross, but it's just the way it is. That does not happen when you grow your own food. You're much more attached to it. And this overproduction is a non-issue if people just grew their own shit. It was, it was like that here not too long ago. Um, tons of people had animals and tons of people had their own gardens and we're just not doing that anymore. But back to this. Um, a gargantuan 25,000 employee Pentagon agency, the political nickname the Walmart of the military, processes more than 100,000 military orders a day 
An outside audit conducted in December 2017 revealed that $465 million in misstatements in the agency's books and insufficient documentation, or none at all, for another $384 million. And that's just one agency that found that. I might have gone through that a little faster. There's a lot of numbers there. Basically, a 25,000 employee Pentagon agency, 25,000 people connected to the Pentagon, um, nicknamed the Walmart of the military, processes more than 100,000 military orders every single day, okay? And this outside audit company came in, conducted um, in December of 2017, conducted uh, an audit and revealed that out of that 25,000 employee team, $465 million in misstatements went on, right? And then another audit went down and 384 were found. So we're talking... 800 plus 800 plus million in in a series of two audits it sounds like right and obviously this is just one agency so i guess they came back and did it twice it's confusing to me honestly but we're talking basically about 800 million dollars being misused on behalf of the pentagon right under reporting no reporting at all wild um and that's nothing that's still a drop in the bucket but you, you see where this is going all these adding up there's an extensive list you can go online and just talk about, um, you know, mishandling of tax dollars, use DuckDuckGo, something like that. Get creative. You can find, again, hilarious ones and, and terrifying ones. And the list goes on and on. I'm getting to my last one. Then we'll move into NIH and uh, the science agency here. Um, someone at the Federal Government's Institute of Museum and Library Services is cleared is clearly a deadhead, Okay. Uh, in 2009, UC Santa Cruz received $615,175 in federal funding to help digitize its Grateful Dead archive. Wow. It says the digitization process would allow people around the world to access, quote, materials related to the phenomena of the deadheads. I mean, we all know that the Grateful Dead is a CIA plant, but still, I mean, this is this is a little much over a half a million dollars to digitize this stuff, that could be used to feed a lot of fucking people, man. If you take all these amounts of money, there's no need for world hunger. I am If, if I have to pay taxes, I'm cool with them using it f- instead of, you know, some of these other ones that I'm about to go through. Feeding people, housing people that really absolutely need it. I'm not saying give them nice shit. I'm saying making it so that they have clean water, fucking food, you know, Stuff like that. And if we got rid of the food problem, the overproduction of food, they can have healthy food for relatively cheap. Um, how long have we been going here in this intro? Because I want to make sure... Nice. Okay, I want to make sure that this isn't going to be uh, just a ton of me just reading and you guys are going to be like, what the fuck is the point of this? I'm going to go through NIHs, just a couple of their really um, <laughs> egregious ones here. And then also the National Science Foundation who I, to be honest, I hadn't really looked into. I probably heard them in passing. Everyone knows the NIH. NIH yeah, NIH. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe you've heard of this uh, science foundation, but they are pretty damn corrupt as well. A little bit of, of money laundering here. See if you can spot it. Now, the NIH. Since 1996, Northeastern University researcher Richard Maloney has received more than $3 million in taxpayer funds from the National Institute of Health, the NIH to make hamsters fight each other while on anabolic steroids and other aggression-fueling drugs. After more than two decades, 
Two decades, more than 20 fucking years here. This guy's making hamsters fight with steroids. Maloney's experiments finally stopped after receiving, uh, stopped receiving federal funds in 2017. $3 million over 20 years. That's more than a lot of people make. So that's a ton of money. Uh, the National Institutes of Health gave a grad student grants in 2015, totaling $48,500, to write a book on the history of smoking in Russia. This makes you ask, how does this help Americans? What is the point? 48000 of people's taxpayer dollars go into that. Pointless. Um, the National Institute of Health also has awarded $356,000 in grants to the University in Kentucky of Kentucky uh, for a five-year study on the sexual behavior of cocaine-intoxicated quails. This is not a joke. <laughs> I mean, it sounds insane, but I mean, this is an actual thing. $356,000 to see how coked up quails fuck. Let's just simplify it here. This is what it is. In 2016, grants provided by the National Science Foundation, so they teamed up with the, the ones that I'm about to go through, and the NIH funded a study determining whether women were more likely to have played with Barbie dolls as a child than men. I'm an idiot, and I could tell you yes. Yes, women play with Barbie dolls as girls more than men do as boys. Okay. Now, I like my naked Dorothy doll that I talked about in The Wizard of Oz. That was what I did whenever I saw a Barbie. I instinctually took its clothes off. I don't do that with real women. I ask first. But with the toys, I would always do that, okay? Uh, where are we at here? Yes, the National Institute of Health spent $1.3 million in 2015 on Flowbots. There's a good band called the Flowbots back in the early 2000s. They were sick. Um which is, as the name implies, a robotic flower. The band was just a mediocre band. Pretty shitty by today's standards, but still. Check out the Flowbots. Uh, Flowbots use a sugar solution that mimics nectar, which is used to entice bees. And researchers use Flowbots to study the behavior of bees, um, which they say interact with Flowbots in a fashion similar to how they interact with real flowers. This isn't as egregious as as far as like okay let's let's study bees they're very important this isn't crazy to me but it's just kind of creepy that they're using robotic flowers i i didn't know that flowbots were actually a robotic flower this is creepy for another reason but they had the the nih in there so i figured i'd include it um yeah what do you guys think about freaking robotic flowers I wonder if we're going to actually see these. Um, you know, people talk about the robotic bees a lot. I wonder if we're going to see robotic flowers and bees or if flowers will come first. Um, now, this is the last NIH one. This is a doozy here. So, uh, the National Institute of Health provided $333,210 in a funding for a 2017 study on drinking behaviors of Mexican-Americans. Hey, I'm kind of one of those who live in border towns. I kind of live in one of those too. Not really, kind of though. Part of the study involved, quote, uh, uno, I don't even know this fucking word, guys. I am sorry. Uno obtrusive? Unobtrusive? Used unobtrusive systemic observations conducted in select bars in U.S. border cities, Valley Cities and Mexicali. Uh, Valley City is where I'm at. So yeah, not a border city, but I am in the Valley Cities Uh, The researchers hypothesized that bars in Mexicali would have more patrons and more dancing, louder music, as well as lower-priced alcohol, and later closing times compared to the venues in the U.S. border towns and Central Valley towns. So, yes, some lucky scientists got paid with your tax dollars 
to hang out at bars. Wild. $333,000 plus, okay? So, fun stuff. That's another corrupt study by the NIH there. Now, let's get into this fun National Science Foundation, and then we'll roll into this episode that this guy tells you all about how to get away from contributing to this stuff. Um, National Science Foundation. Again, hadn't heard of this. I'm curious if you have... Uh, if, if there's any news about them that I should know, shoot it over to me. Email me. Um, the email is dangerousworldpodcast at gmail. I need to be better about checking that, but uh, please email me. Reach out. The, in 2016, the National Science Foundation shelled out 40000 to determine whether the social security needs of Iceland, of Iceland's fewer than 200 Syrian refugees, were being met. Why, why is this research you know, done by the United States government, not the Icelandic government. Your guess is as good as mine, my guess. A little money laundering. Yeah, it's only $40,000, but that's more than, you know, teachers make in a year. That's a significant amount of money, okay? Uh, and, and again, these ones that I'm talking about here aren't the only ones. There is a shit ton. So, you know, you may feel like I'm going through a lot here. This is literally a drop in the bucket of the dumb ways that your money is being used. Uh, the National Science Foundation financed a 2014 study to look at the effects of sea monkeys' swimming patterns on water movements, which revealed, get this, because I know you want to know the outcome of this, revealed that the tiny creatures make relatively large waves as they swim up and down. So now you can sleep all tonight knowing that sea monkeys make bigger waves than they should. Thank you, National Science Foundation. That's important. Uh, not a, a no money amount listed there, so I'm assuming it's not insanely large, but still, I think we could have gone without knowing that bullshit. In 2017, Senator Jeff Flake of Arizona, he was a flake, I remember this guy, released a list of uh, the most outlandish tax splurges he could find. One involved the Scripps Institution of Oceanography in San Diego, which used $560,000, over a half a mil, it was a grant, from the National Space Foundation, oh, I'm sorry, the National Science Foundation, same thing, to force fish to exercise to exhaustion on treadmills as part of the 2009 study. Where's PETA on this one? Where is PETA here? Because you're taking fish, you're putting them on treadmills, you're costing taxpayers $560,000. What the fuck? They use some kind of like mud crawling fish too. And they literally set it on a treadmill, put the treadmill going and ran the treadmill so the fish died. This this is beyond money laundering. This If this really happened, this is animal cruelty. I understand they're fish. I really don't give a shit. I don't know if I've told the story about after a science project where we, I made like a realistic water park with fish in high school. They were these tiny, like not even the size of sea monkeys. And I just threw the whole thing in the trash and my science teacher flipped the fuck out, called my dad. My dad acted like I was in trouble when I was there and then just was like, yeah, it's really not a big deal. Um, Man. I don't care about fish, but this someone should be mad about this, right? $560,000 for fish on treadmills. It sounds like code. It sounds like some of that uh, FBI code, like the cheese and the, you know, the cheese meaning girl and, you know, hot dog meaning boy and all that shit. Remember with the Epstein stuff? Um, <laughs> we got some fish on treadmills here. That sounds like one of those things. Um, your tax dollars paid for computers to binge watch hundreds of hours of television during a 2016 study, you did hear that right. I didn't misspeak. As if you weren't already burning through your paycheck on subscription services fast enough, the program here, which was funded by a $460,000 grant from the National Science Foundation, our friends, and other funds from the Department of Defense's Office of Naval Research, Navy, 
getting their dicks in there too. This was designed to train computers to both understand and predict human behavior. But unfortunately, the results were inconclusive. So they literally turned computers on and put them in front of TVs as if the computer was watching your favorite TV shows on Netflix and Hulu and all this stuff. Weird, right? I, I, more money laundering if, if I had to guess. If, if you're going to put a gun to my head here, I'm going to guess that's some money laundering because we know basic computers aren't going to just watch shit. Uh, last one I got here for you guys, and then you can get back to uh, listening to to some knowledge being dropped. I'm becoming a state national. The National Science Foundation conducted a $450,000 study in 2016. A lot of 2016s here. This is probably the end of Obama's term, right? Because uh, it, it was the end, because Trump gets in in 2017. So thanks, Obama, for all this stuff. Um $450,000 in a study in 2016 to determine whether or not dinosaurs, which are fake from what I understand, could chirp and sing like birds, which are the closest living relatives to the creatures, right? The study concluded uh, that despite what you might have learned from Barney, dinosaurs did not have the vocal structure required to sing. So all that money, half a million dollars, which could have been used again to feed poor people, was used to see if dinosaurs could sing. I personally could not give a shit if dinosaurs could sing or actually talk. You could tell me that dinosaurs talked like humans. I would say, oh, that's cool. And I would not care two seconds later. Okay? Wild stuff. Again, that's like, what, 20 or 30 different examples? It's very interesting that, that this doesn't get talked about more. It's kind of funny, but... A lot of money goes to taxes, man. A lot of a lot of lot of money goes to taxes. So, um, I don't know. It, it's unfortunate. With that kind of money, we could have uh, free health care for everybody, and and you could still get your tax dollars, but it could be used for free health care. Those are the things that we're told this shit is for, right? Out of all of those, uh, out of all of those things that I went through, there was like one that kind of made sense. It was from the NIH. Those robo flowers. That one kind of makes a little bit of sense. You know, if we go through some sort of weird, you know, the natural fluctuation of the Earth's weather and climate and all this shit, if it makes it too hot and, and flowers start dying out, highly pollinated flowers, whatever the fuck, I mean, everything has pollen on it, it seems like. We have tons of pollen out here in the desert. That's the only one that half-ass makes sense to me. And yes, I got some goofy ones here, but man, it's it's fucked. It's, it's not a good thing, so... Listen to this episode of Monday Night Master Debaters with uh, Brandon Williams. Check it out. It, it was really, really cool. Obviously, Moral Bob from Hidden in Plain Sight and Nate from Reality Zars are on here. We tried to get a couple more uh, like-minded people to Brandon. I am the learner here big time throughout this episode. I really don't talk much at all. I think I ask a couple questions. I introduced the guys and just listened. Uh, ton of information, though. Very, very interesting, fun stuff. Um let me know. I'm, I'm very curious to how many of you guys are going to start this process. I think if a lot of us did it, maybe maybe it could be a little more reassuring. To be 100% transparent, I'm kind of scared to start it. I don't know if I want to start it or not. I got to do a lot more research. Um, you can find his information to his website on the original episode that we did, which was only a couple episodes back. While I'm here, let me just look in my phone really quick. Uh, it's episode 307, released on November 18th. So... Episode 307 was my one-on-one -on -one talk with him. 
Um, I ask a lot more of the dumb questions. Not saying you're dumb, but you probably know about as much as I do when it comes to this stuff. Um, Trying to simplify it so that it's not such an intimidating process. But let me know what you think of that one. I hope that you got a kick out of these goofy ways that your money's being spent. It's not that funny, but all we can do is laugh. So uh, until next time, guys, thank you so much for listening to my uh, feed here with the content from the Great Deceptions podcast. I encourage you to listen to that every single Monday uh, over again, the Great Deception. I'm sure you heard of him. He's been on my show many times. He's a good friend uh, in this podcast world. And um, he releases them every Monday or Tuesday. You can definitely hear him on Tuesdays, Tuesday mornings. So thank you to Matt. Thank you to uh, Brandon Williams. Thank you to Moral Bob. Thank you to Nate from Reality Zars. This was a fun episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Here we go. And welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters. We got a good one, folks. We are going to go over a very something that's very important that not many people understand. I've covered it before in the Acta 1871 podcast. You can go check that out on my feed. But we're going to talk about a little bit about maritime law and this system that we're in, this United States corporation and the corporate system that we are a part of. And if you guys haven't listened yet, Ryan did a great interview with our uh, guest here, Brandon Williams. And uh, so I go recommend listening to that. Brandon, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thank you. So, uh, I love your website, by the way, <laughs> onestupidfuck.com. There's no better site out there, man. I was like, are you shitting me? I thought that was a, I thought it was a, uh, like a gag at first. And I, I'm like, I'm not going to click on this. Where the fuck is going to take me? <laughs> that would actually be a good idea to do. I'm a like mystery. A I'm the mystery man. You know what I mean? You don't know if you're going to a fucking porn site or if you're going to, you know, your freedoms, you don't know where you're going. You know what I mean? That's it's it, like man. It's Alice like, in it's... Wonderland, you know, <laughs> playing with fire there. <laughs> playing with fire, man. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. That's funny. Bob, moral Bob from Hidden in Plain Sight podcast. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me tonight, man. This is going to be a good one. And, uh, <laughs> To comment on Brandon's website, man, I used to I used to own just a bunch of really random websites with just ridiculous names to see if they'd ever be worth anything. Um, but then I just kind of forgot to update my GoDaddy the last time my card got compromised. But I had a bunch of stupid shit. When Bernie Sanders was running for president, I had Breadlines USA. Um, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I love it, yeah. dude. Yeah. Oh man. That's fucking funny shit. Right. What do you got going on down there? Not much, dude. Same old stuff. Uh, thanks for the kind words at the beginning. I always uh, appreciate compliments from you. But yeah, man, just, uh, you know, excited to learn more about this stuff. I I'm really not educated when it comes to the idea of like the becoming a state national and then the United States Corporation. I've heard about it here and there, but um, I know, you know, a thing or two about it, Matt. And then, you know, Bob, this is kind of like something that you're pretty passionate about. And then I'm, I'm hoping that we can get the other guys on here too. Cause they're pretty excited about it. It seems like the, the topic at least. So yeah, Nate's um, big into it. You know, Nate yeah. loves the idea, the concept of it again, not many people are well-versed in it. Yep. And, and, and the reason is it's, it's complex, right? Like you said, Brandon, when you were talking with Ryan, you're like, it's not like you can go out there and get one book that's going to tell you the answer. Yeah, yeah. You'll get bits and pieces out there and you have yeah. to put the puzzle together. Yeah. That's kind of what what I've what I'm 
trying to do, there's two main barriers. The first barrier is making it linear. I call it, I, I think of it like an elevator, first floor, second floor, all the way up to the 80th, 90th floor, right? How do you get someone from the first floor to the 80th floor fairly easily, fairly rapidly, and fairly uh, for anybody above an IQ level of like, you know, I don't know, 80. It's kind of what I'm shooting for, right? Um, And I feel like with my free contract killer course, I've been able to piece that together pretty well. And I think the big secret is the dancing and the silliness and the fucking, the one stupid fuck branding and just all of it kind of combined together. I don't think it's just the, the it's, it's, I think of it sort of like food or, or, or someone creating food, right? You can make food look really good to eat and then you can actually get to a point where it looks so good you actually don't even want to eat it right mm. it's the same idea with information you can present information in a way that that's so fun and engaging and interesting to consume it's like i'm trying to find that that point where it's not it's 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 just that perfect hot spot where it's like people want it they want to consume it they're having fun with it a lot of that is making it fun, making it exciting, making it a song and dance, you know, sexual jokes, the whole nine yards, the cucumbers up the ass, all that shit. And then at the same time, on the other end of the spectrum, like very, very, very carefully clearing up and only introducing one word or phrase at a time. I think that's really, really important rather than going and, and saying 15 legal words, you, you talk normal. And then you introduce maybe one word and then you talk normal about it for a while. And then you introduce maybe one word and then you talk normal about it for a little while. That's kind of how I like to do it because I think that allows a person to sort of like step into the water on a linear basis. No, yeah. I, and I think it's effective because listening to your interview with Ryan, I, I could, I, I started getting it, you know, mm -hmm. and, it, and, mm -hmm. and it started sinking in. And what, I can't remember the one term. It was like Alliday or something like that. Elodial. Elodial. Yeah. And that was the one. It, it, and Ryan, you even said, you're like, I don't know if I'm getting this right, but yeah, yeah. The word, I know anything with over three syllables, I get a little rocky on there. But that was, uh, that, one, that one definitely stuck out in my mind, though, as well. I asked, I asked you about it a couple of times, Brandon. So Ryan yeah, is just here for the free mortgage. <laughs> that's what I'm here for, dude. You, you get rid of my mortgage, man. I'm a hundred thousand dollars richer. I, I consider Ryan's it. So. Just here, Ryan's just here. I don't give a fuck, dude. Just give me. I just want a free house. Get the fuck dude, out I of here. Like, <laughs> I suck your dick. Yeah. Dude, I, seriously, that's that's a lot of cash for me. So. <laughs> Nate, what's up, there? Hey guys, how's it going, How's man? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm fucking exhausted. I smell like shit. So you had a uh, a little success. Luckily, we can't before you hopped on here. <laughs> yeah, I went and uh, slaughtered a hog. It was a three hundred pound boar. Nice. I uh, had my son and his buddies come and help me. And, that's uh, awesome. I'm yeah, still covered in fucking gore, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it's not a fucking scratch and sniff show. Good night, man. I had just enough time. I had to. I had to have a fucking beer. Are those mountains blue on there, dude? Are those mountains, mountains blue? Are fucking icy blue, man. You nice, got the Earnhardt dude. killer. Oh, jeez. The silver bullet. Got yeah. <laughs> Cheers. So, I, uh, we're we're, uh, we're talking with Brandon here, Nate, and uh, one of the things I wanted to go over right off the bat with you, Brandon, to clear up with people because I try. This is one of the things that bothers me 
is that people cannot understand the concept that the United States is a corporation. Yeah, the the first thing, the first like from my experiences, because I've gotten really, 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 really fucking good at this. Okay, so the first thing you want to do is you want to clear up the definition of the term United States, because Mm -hmm. it's hard to tell someone what something is when they don't even know what the fuck you're talking about to begin with. Okay, so you want to go back, 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 back. You want to start at the very, very beginning, in my opinion, the very beginning, even before you start talking about U.S. citizen, because if you don't know what United States means, you are going to you are going to understand that the United States, which what is that is a corporation. You see what I mean? You're, you're going down deeper. Same thing with U.S. citizen citizen of what? What? You know, they don't nobody gets it. Right. So the first thing you do is you clear up the definition of the word United States and then you clear up the location of the United States. And what that does is it it instantaneously takes a person's mind, twists it, almost breaks it. And then they're like, well, wait a second. I've been lied to my whole life. What's going on here? And and then as soon as you get that hook in, that's when you've kind of opened them up. And now we can move forward into answering additional questions such as what is a U.S. citizen, such as what is what? How how is it a corporation? What is the definition of a corporation? You're starting again at the ground floor. The ground floor is is title 28, section 3002. 50, subsection 15 definition a which is a federal corporation which is the one you were talking about before right and then and then i think as soon as someone looks at that or even even before they look at that you should be showing people ucc 9-307h which is location of the united states is located in the district of columbia that's how i do it and and i don't really i mean look the way that i do it and the way i explain it uh, uh, people either are blown away and they accept it, or or they emotionally reject it. And if you just they get that shut down, right? If they emotionally reject it, you just call out the elephant in the room. Look, I get this is a lot for you to to confront and handle and swallow. Like you talk, you talk to accountants or lawyers about this shit, they'll actually full blown, totally freak out on you, start screaming. I mean, out of nowhere. Like, ah, like, like totally flip out. Right now, what that means when they behave that way is they know this information and this information scares the fuck out of them. Right. Now you got to be a little careful with that. Right. Because when they start freaking out like that, I don't even, I disengage, I disengage because they, they, you're emotionally overwhelming themselves, them and, and, and that freak out psychotic, they're literally having like a psychotic episode. When they do that, you I recommend you you have to really soften up. You have to get it's like it's like a psycho with a knife is in front of you. What are you gonna do? You're in an alleyway, there's a psycho with a knife in front of you. How are you gonna behave? Are you gonna freak out and start screaming at them? No, you're gonna be like, okay, let's just take a deep breath and calm down for a second. <laughs> or or let's just take a deep breath. I'm gonna disengage. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. If you don't want to talk to me about this, I'm gonna leave. I don't want to make you so emotionally uncomfortable that you know th- this is probably not healthy for your fucking endocrine system or something you know what i mean i'm going to just eject myself from this conversation if you would like to pick up this conversation in the future let me know i'm more than happy to talk to you that's how i do that's how i so so it's either it's either they are accessible or they're not and if they're not if you just keep pushing it bro like you you could these people could physically attack you mm. Well, because you're essentially questioning their fucking country. It really depends on how patriotic these people are. You're questioning their identity as an American. Then you're also 
Oh, oh, you're pulling some shit up. Um, yeah, man, it's fascinating as fuck, dude. You're threatening them in a lot of different ways. You're, you're threatening, threatening their identity, and they freak the fuck out. Now, now, like just just shit. to clarify, I, I, what I'm, what I'm saying, and what I'm talking about, I'm not referring to um, um, patriotic people. Patriotic people are the first people on board with this information. What I'm talking about is people who make their living inside the system, especially people who make their money inside the system. It's always they've, low they've, level they've people kind too of that known, freak out the most. It's like yeah, school teachers known, and shit. Yeah, they've kind of known that maybe what they're doing isn't the greatest thing in the world. And and it's it's the idea that uh, I work in the dental field and it's like it's like when, when, when you talk to doctors about placing mercury fillings and they just totally lose their fucking shit. The reason why they lose their shit is because they're, they're now confronted with the fact that they've been possibly poisoning children for the last 20 fucking years. Yep. And 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 emotionally. It's so much to handle that the person themselves, th th it's it's such a crushing uh, uh, moral position that that they emotionally defend themselves and they freak out and go psychotic as a way of being like, no, no, you're wrong. Because if you're right, if you're right, I'm going to go and fucking kill myself. In the it sounds this like uh, all these like doctors during the pandemic. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is an example people don't like to hear. But if you like talk to a lady that's had an abortion and you like fucking try mm. to describe abortion mm -hmm. as murder, they yep. have to fucking deal with that in their head and yeah. in their conscience. And they kind of know that they fucking took their child's life. That's and, it. Right absolutely. There. And then you start to fucking they start thinking about that. And those fucking gears start turning their head. They realize they fucking murdered their baby, dude. Yeah. And that's well, and that's yeah, that's like, rough. I mean, I don't care where your position is on any of this stuff. At the end of the day, if, if you really stop and think, what if that woman was raped? And what if I mean, you got a woman who's raped and then she's trying as hard as she can to not think that she murdered the baby. But then you're talking to her about it. And now she's like, it's something she's kind of buried under the sand. Really, really it's hard. It's trauma, dude. Yeah, and it's no alcohol. How you look at it, and, it's and it's trauma. like, you know, you I do not. I never recommend that you just you just just slam into these fucking people like whether it's about this stuff whether it's about abortion whether it's about you see all these videos online of these guys and uh, i don't like that stuff because these people will go home and fucking kill themselves yeah and and it's like you know if i was talking to somebody and they went home and they killed themselves it, it wouldn't really bother me frankly because i'm not mm -hmm. i'm but i'm also not slamming into them hard as fuck unless they're they're really really gonna have to push me and i mean like really going to have to push me into that. And if, if they want to go that far, they're going to get the heat. And if they get the heat and they go home and kill themselves, I will not feel one fucking ounce of sympathy to that. That's how I feel. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, yeah, man, well, I, I kind of themselves out. Right. I, I mean, uh, I don't know if there was anything that we didn't really cover, obviously, in, in the chat that we had. Brandon, but it'd just be kind of cool to just like get get a little deeper or expand on that stuff. There's a lot to go over. Uh, there's so many different things we could talk about. I mean, we talked about the, the mortgages. We talked about, you know, U.S. citizens. So the capital letter thing is fascinating to me. The capital yeah, letters and, and names. And, and Ryan, I'd like to hit on the citizen part, too, because that part blew my mind. I didn't I didn't Whichever understand first. that at all. So 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 if you look at here, let me uh, do you guys mind if I share my screen? Go right ahead. So let me do this. Pull up, pull up some Black's Law. 
Yeah, yeah I was there going you through. Go. Yeah, I don't even know what that is to be honest, but that's Black's law dope. book. It's what all judges use as it's like the law dictionary, definition law Bible. So, yeah, so, oh. so, so the what's judicial funny, branch. What's funny about Black's law is hold on a second. What's funny about Black's law is nobody even defines it correctly. What is Black's law? Black's law is is this right here. I'm gonna wait. Is, tell me when it comes up. Not yet. Also, nice to meet you, Brandon. I don't think I've talked to you before. Yeah, this is Nate Brandon from Reality Zars. Hey, Nate. Cheers, man. Good to meet you. This thing's not. This thing is freaking out a little bit on me. Hold on. Uh oh. They don't it want us to know. It doesn't dude. want us to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It doesn't even want us to know what the real definition of this black law is. What, what is it, dude? I mean, the suspense is killing me right now. What's the real definition of that shit? Once you go black, you never go back. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it, dude. Wow, it crashed completely. Look at that. Let me let me try this mm. one more time. Let me try this one more time. I got like a supercomputer too, so it's not. The yeah. Thing. In the meantime, I always suggest people go get your state's law books i got texas criminal and uh and traffic law manual nice you have it on deck there too you have it on deck there too bob just right there yeah man i I carry it in my in my truck hey it's good dude so yeah that's pretty cool this is this this is the type of thing where i know that there's some validity to it i know there's some truth to it it's just it takes a lot to fucking get your way out of things and like actually live by it and try to find people that'll fucking like recognize it. And man, it's a fucking pain in the ass, dude. Like yeah, I don't have the type of money or time to like, cause I know I, I've known some folks that have like fought shit with them and they'll have to sit in jail for a couple weeks. They'll, they'll let them go and, yeah. they'll, and they'll fucking, they'll drop it. But I don't have two weeks to sit in jail. Yeah, I had, I'll lose uh, my fucking house. I almost got arrested the other day because I was standing up for my rights. Some fucking road pirate pulled me over and he started asking me questions. And I was like, nah, man, fuck you. Like, I'm not giving you my ID. I'm not red. My red vehicle's not registered. It doesn't have to be. Here's the law that says it doesn't have to be. And see, like, I do that shit too, but I don't have the fucking law book with me. I did my car. Well, this dude I incriminating myself. I haven't my registered door. my car in probably like five years. It's like five years old. Um, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Um, like someone was telling me, like, because I guess Oregon just passed some faggoty fucking law about Uh-oh. like uh, concealed carry and shit, um, where really? like you can't have more than ten. Well, first of all, you need a license to fucking conceal carry. Again, it, that doesn't affect me because I'm not going to get your license and I'm going to carry if I want. Yeah, and yeah. secondly, they have like some law where you can't have like more than 10 rounds now in that fucking gun. And, yep. it, and you can't even have like an extended mag at all. Like, yeah, they had that, gonna in, have they had that in Connecticut mag, too, Nate. They just passed Eight some rounds. bullshit, man. Yeah, some fucking lame <laughs> shit. Six plus and one, like my buddy's freaking is. out. And I'm telling him, like, what well, does it matter? Are you free or not? Like, yeah. I'm going to carry any fucking gun I want whenever the yep. fuck I want. And you can suck my dick. Now, I also understand that if I get pulled over, I could go to prison. But fuck you, dude. I'm free. Fuck yeah. your law. Yeah. Now, dude. at least Bob is smart and carries a law book with him. And <laughs> he can argue with them. I'm just like, suck my dick. Well, these guys the other day, they weren't having it, man. And they have, he ended up 
this dude who was a supervisor ended up calling the district attorney to see what to do. And the district attorney <laughs> told him to fucking arrest me. I was with my entire family, had $400 worth of groceries in the back, getting ready for Thanksgiving and shit. And this cop just was like, you don't have a sticker on your car. And I was like, dude, fuck you. No. And because I knew the laws and was reciting the laws, then he was like, well, then I'm going to arrest you. I'm like, <laughs> yep. Shitty, man. Yeah, dude, that that is a uh, that's crazy though. I didn't know that about uh, Oregon because I was talking with um, just Adam. happened, dude. This I know last, okay, it must have yeah, last because, election, huh? Yeah, I was talking with Adam and he said that that the gun rights there are pretty pretty lax. So Idaho, talk to Buffalo and Legs, man. Apparently, they said they have stores in Idaho that sell like guns, donuts, freaking beer, and liquor all in the same freaking place. Like, Idaho's nice, man. Uh, that's what I've been looking at. That's like in our five-year plan, me and the wife. Yeah. We got a house. We're paying it off. I'm working my ass off. I just got a second job. We're going to fucking get out of debt, take care of shit, and then we're going to get the fuck out of here. Man, I'm just going to hunker down here and try to fucking beat these motherfuckers at their own game. So I'll, I'll explain this so, to you guys if you want. Now, the screen yeah. sharing is not working. It just keeps crashing. It's something wrong with Zoom, not my computer. So uh, They don't so, want so, us to see it. Yeah, so the first thing I'll explain is Black's Law is essentially a dictionary. It's a dictionary of words and the definitions of words, but the definitions come from some sort of court case, and it comes straight out of the judicial system itself. So when you look inside of Black's Law, it'll have the definition, and then it'll have the court case and the date and the location of where that definition is came from okay so you so you hear things about like black's laws bullshit blah 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 on the internet if that was true that means all of law as a farsity and every single piece of case law or decision that has ever occurred from the judicial system since 1776 does not exist or hold weight at all whatsoever that's it not true good to me that's obviously but not like, true. Fuck your law yeah you don't own me well, <laughs> sadly, that that's not going to fly. So so that means that Black's Law is true and it's the truth and it's exact definitions of words or ideas that come from various court cases. Now, the definition of the word citizen. Talk about social constructs. Law and all this bullshit is a social construct. Yep. Exactly. Well, what makes it more complicated is before 1871, you had real law and real government. And then after 1871, <clears throat> it converted into all uh, corporate structure. So, so you can ask yourself, law would be anything before 1871. Statute would be anything after 1871. That's kind of how mm. I think about yep. it. Okay. Now, statute or policy, by definition, only applies to particular groups of people, groups that you can be in or out of voluntarily. That's why the tax system is a voluntary system as per their own statutes state that, right? It still says that, yeah, that it's voluntary. It and is try, voluntary. Try to stop doing it. Yeah. Well, it and watch how voluntary is, it is. It is voluntary. The problem is, is that what makes it voluntary and what makes it a system that you can step in or out of is extremely difficult to find the information in order to do that, right? Now, the definition of the word citizen does contain a lot of the secrets on how you can step in or out of these various systems voluntarily, right? 
So it says here in Black's Law Fourth Edition under the definition of citizen, which is like multiple pages of definitions. If you guys want to check it out on my state national theory page, I have uh, editions one through six of Black's Law available for download for free. So it says here, um, and, um, and just a side note, um, most judges use uh, Black's Law's version six, even though there are like 11 or 12 versions out now. Yeah, I only recommend uh, 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 the first six editions. Six is good. Uh, four and five, I pretty much use for everything. Six, six is also really good. Seven sometimes has some special definitions you're not going to find anywhere else. But I use the fourth edition 90 five percent of the time honestly uh so it says here citizen inhabitant and resident are often synonymous so so like i was explaining to ryan during the uh the podcast that we have uh the definition of resident means that that so you have domicile which means that you like totally 100 percent live in a location you have the word resident which means you're there, but you, you you're gonna you intend on returning to your domicile address at some point in the future, and then you have other terms like sojourn, which means that you're just like a nomad, and there's other terms as well. Okay, so so citizen means resident. So resident means that you're in a location, could be temporarily or it could not be temporarily, but as of right now, you are living there and you are under the jurisdiction of that zone as per your own open acceptance and and basically the idea of citizen is i live in this area and i have allegiance to the government of this area in exchange for protections of my privileges and so-called rights now that gets a little more complicated because like i was telling ryan united states by definition is a private for-profit corporation within 10 square miles of the district of columbia and uh state of california state of montana state of arizona all of these are all sub corporations of that corporation that are also legally located in the district of columbia so when you sign any documentation uh voluntarily that says i am a resident of state of california city of los angeles which is an incorporated sub sub corporation that is located in the district of columbia every fucking thing everywhere is located in the district of columbia and i can actually give you the exact case law on that point that proves that point just take me a moment to find it because that's the one thing that people don't understand they don't understand the significance of the establishment of the district of columbia and and the act 1871 because that changed the game totally like you said it went from natural law before that or the law of the republic to this now corporate law exactly well the complicated part about all of this is that if you don't understand the definitions of the terms and you say that you are a resident of something that is legally located in the district of columbia and you say you are a citizen inside the district of columbia you're saying that you are a volunteer employee of the federal corporation you live you don't live in the united states of america you live inside the 10 mile totally foreign governmental zone known as the district of columbia how do you have any american rights how do you have a constitution how do you have a second amendment when you don't live in the united states of america that's the secret right so for usc 72 all offices attached to the seat of government 
shall be exercised in the District of Columbia and not elsewhere, except as otherwise expressly provided by law. So all offices attached to the seat of government shall be exercised in the District of Columbia and not elsewhere. That's for United States Code uh, Section 72. And what's so, amazing about that, Brandon, is I, I pulled up here the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, which the normal people would look at, and there's no mention of that whatsoever. Exactly. It's like, you know, so you what what you, people you have to understand is there's two sets of verbiage being used here. There's the maritime version, and then there's the, you know, mainstream version of it. And it's all wordplay. It's all wordplay. I mean, even the word spelling, it's like uh, magic spells, right? Yep. Spelling. So the whole so, language is spelling and cursive and everything. It's yeah, exactly. So so there's actually a a a status. If you look up, oh, I want to say CFR 52.3 CFR 52.3. Uh, what CFR stand for again? Code of Federal Regulations. Let me see here. We get CFR. I guess. Uh, so twenty-two. Huh? So twenty-two CFR fifty-one dot three. If if someone can share a screen on a computer that will not crash, uh, twenty-two CFR fifty-one dot three. Just type that into Google, and just click the first link. It's called Types of Passports. What are they like different classes? Different classes. 22, 22 CFR 51.3. If someone can type that in. There you go. So here we go. So so A is the one that I have, which is the one that almost nobody has. It's called a regular passport. A regular passport is issued to a national of the United States. It's called a five-star passport on the card. It has five little stars in the center at the top of the passport. This particular passport means that you do not represent United States, the for-profit federal corporation. You do not live there. You are not there. It's a non-citizen national of the United States. Now, a four-star passport is subsection C definition number four, which is an official or employee of a state, local, tribe, or territorial government traveling abroad to carry out official duties in support of the U.S. government, right? So you're still tied. You're, you're, you're a state national at that point, but you're still tied into and representing the private for-profit comp- corporation known as United States. Then it goes down from there. Your typical person has a three-star passport, which is um, your... Uh, Uh, Section C, definition one, an officer or employee of the U.S. government traveling abroad to carry out official duties and family members of such person. That's the one that almost everybody has. Now, the way that you get a four or a five star passport, the four star passport is extremely easy to get. All you do is just put every single spot on the entire application that asks you anywhere about U.S. citizen. You just say no. It's literally that fucking simple. And they'll give you a four-star passport. 
the five star is a whole song and dance that you have to attach these documents that are notarized and you have to do all this shit. And I teach you how to do it in my uh, free contract killer course. Okay. Now, when you're driving and you use a driver's license, the definition of the word driver means uh, non-commerce or commerce travel, right? You can use a passport for non-commerce travel and you will not get any points on your license. You won't get anything. And actually, ironically and amazingly enough, progressive insurance will actually insure you with just a passport. It's called an international driver's insurance. Okay. Uh, it's more expensive because they don't want people doing it. Uh, but if you use a passport when you're driving your, your, your mode of conveyance, it's not a motor vehicle. Motor vehicle is a commercial term. Uh, when you're driving your automobile and you use a passport, when you get pulled over, you can only receive tickets. If there's a victim, if you're speeding, if you're drunk, if you're driving through stop signs, unless you cause an accident or you cause damage to people's personal property or their bodies, you cannot get any sorts of tickets or be arrested while operating your automobile. If you present a driver's license, what you're doing when you present that driver's license is you're saying, thank you, officer. I am currently uh, uh, engaged in commerce, and thus I am under your jurisdiction as a policy officer of commerce. Hmm. And that's why when you're driving an automobile for personal non-commerce use, you want to carry your passport card or book. When you're driving for commerce purposes exclusively, you you carry the, the driver's license only in those situations. So I actually don't even carry a driver's license. I don't need to. I'm almost never involved in, in commerce while traveling. So uh now what would constitute but, commerce but, in uh, traveling? But but wait, because the cops don't give a shit. They will harass you and throw you in jail regardless. They can uh, they can do whatever can they want. Before. They can do whatever they want. And that's that's the enforcement end of the spectrum. So title 18. So, so, so if you go into the United States code, go to, uh, type in, type in, uh, whoever has the screen share up here, type in 18 space, uh, 18 space USC space one, five, four, five. Yeah. Now open that up. The first link Cornell now go to on the upper part, go up to the very top. And it says there, uh, chapter 75, part one, blah, blah, blah. Go, go to U.S. code where it says U.S. code. Now, this is the entire U.S. code. And it's divided by titles. So if you scroll down, title 26 is the internal revenue code. Okay. Title 18 is the one we want to go look at right now. Title 18 is offenses and penalties. Go up to, yeah, crimes and criminal procedure. So, so inside of Title 18, Title 18 contains every single political crime that any police officer, that any judge, that any treasury person, county recorder, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, could be guilty of. Every single fucking crime is listed in Title 18. There are financial penalties and there are also arrestable penalties. Now, what you do is you can file commercial liens. Now, this is not an area I recommend anyone who's new to any of this information to involve themselves in at all. You want to get arrested or die very rapidly, start filing fucking liens without knowing what the fuck you're doing. 
everything else I teach, I, I really don't, in my opinion, I don't think you get in a lot of trouble unless you're being like a complete asshole and you're like creating enemies, basically. Leans, this is an area where you can get in some trouble, okay? Now, to answer your question, Bob, the way that you handle that is you let them arrest you with a big, mm. fat grin, shit-eating grin on your mouth because you're going to get fucking rich because you take Title 18 and you file commercial liens based off of the crimes such as kidnapping, which has a definition. You you actually file a commercial lien. Now, a, a commercial lien is prejudicial, meaning it doesn't go to a courtroom. It isn't even approved by a court. They can't stop it. They can't kill it. The only way a police officer can remove a commercial lien is by a jury trial. So they would need to take you to court and put you into a full-blown jury trial, win the jury trial to remove the lien. When you lien a police officer, you can actually literally call the sheriff's office, take the lien in there once it once it it goes for its 30 days or 60 days or whatever. And you can actually get the officer fired. You can actually start uh, uh, taking the officer's personal property to satisfy the lien. You can do all sorts of crazy shit. Now, the problem is, again, this is advanced shit that I'm talking about right now. And I do not recommend at all that someone do any of this unless they understand everything else under the sun, moon and stars. They've 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 handled all their shit, their their IRS shit, their, their all their shit is handled, their passports handled, their driver's license is handled. If they have a, a marriage license, that's handled. Everything else has to be done before you start getting into liens, because if you have chinks in your armor and they find it, they'll burn you. OK, so so now going back, go back to uh, 18 USC 1545, the first one that I had to go to. You can just type it in or hit back a couple times. So, so 18 USC 1545, safe conduct violation. This one is sexy. This is the one that you're going to use to not get arrested by the police or even get fucked with at all whatsoever, right? Whoever violates any safe conduct or passport duly obtained and issued under authority of the United States shall be fined under this title, imprisoned not more than 10 fucking years. Holy or shit. both. So it's not saying it's a 10 year. You got to be very, very careful. The wording here. It's not saying imprisoned for 10 years. It's saying imprisoned not more than 10 years. That could be one year. That could be one month. That could be five years. That could be anything up to 10 years maximum. But there's also a massive financial penalty associated with this. So the commercial lien is the financial side. Then once you file the commercial lien, you can also file a criminal case for the 10 years imprisonment. So you have two different ways of attacking these people if you want to. Okay. So the lien is completely unstoppable. The, the criminal case, they can stop and they can, and they can throw it out. Okay. Now, there's a lot of ways to get around all this because you can lean, you know, you can lean anybody you want. I don't recommend that people run around and start leaning everybody. And the reason why is because the enforcement end of liens, when you start taking people's property away from them, is done through the sheriff's office. Why you would make all these fucking self-proclaimed retard uh, sovereign citizens that are going around and leaning people in the sheriff's department 
You're fucking you're shitting where you eat. You're burning your own house to the fucking ground. You're fucking retarded. Who's going to fucking who's going to fucking enforce this now? You just killed the one fucking guy who's going to enforce any of this. And now you're going to fucking complain that no one's fucking enforcing it. You're retarded. You're fucking retarded. No, the sheriff's office is your best friend They're They are your peeps. They're your peeps that are going to be with you side by side when you're serving that lean, when you're collecting, when, when you, you know, if you lean some government agency for millions of dollars and they don't pay you, you come in, you start grabbing computers, cars, whatever. Who's going to do that with you? It's the sheriff's office. So, you know, uh, understanding all of this and, and, and really getting it is so fucking important because when you really, really get it, you're not going to have them just coming down on you and putting you in jail and doing all the stuff to you because you're not, you're, 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 you're not being combative. What you're doing is you're simply saying, look, officer Bumbledorf ID badge 15646 violated title 18 1545 safe conduct violation and he kidnapped me the violation cost of those two things from title 18 is $520,000 to cure his criminal activity i'm not mad at the fucking sheriff's office i'm not mad at the us marshals i'm not mad at the deputies i'm mad at officer bumbledorf specifically okay and that's how you handle it without causing yourself serious fucking problems basically that's how you do it and that makes a lot of sense because i hear a lot of people out there pushing the whole sovereign citizen thing and i never understood it and kind of thought it was horse shit and then i heard you talking about with ryan and saying it's a total oxymoron and i'm like yeah that makes sense so 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 once you know your 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 laws and once you correct your status, obviously you got to correct your status because right now, uh, uh, legally, you know, most of you guys I assume are probably filed as U.S. citizens in multiple areas of your life. That's a big problem. That's yep. a big fucking problem. That's like having uh, uh, no defenses around your home at all whatsoever, and a big scientist come fuck me in the ass. Okay, so you got to go and clean all that up first, and you want to you want to get your passport, you want to get your driver's license sorted out i teach you everything on the free course you want to get all that shit sorted out now once you sort all that shit out you've got a fucking fortress they can't touch you 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 actually literally type type this and type in 18 usc 112 and i'll show you guys where you land after you correct your status and 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 get all your get all your shit straightened out click on that yeah so uh, once you clean up your status and everything in Title 18, which is criminal offenses and penalties, you become this. OK, so scroll down and I'm going to read this to you. Scroll down a little bit more right there. So here are the different terms that are used to describe a state national uh, in uh, Title 18 uh, USC Section 112. Definition A, this is from Section 3. Definition A is a foreign government. Uh, uh, an international organization, a foreign official, an official guest. Now, another term that I find really, really fascinating that none of the self-proclaimed retard sovereign citizens are talking about. If you scroll down, Section C, internationally protected person, is one of the is one of the terms. And then you see there, national of the United States. So, whenever I'm writing documentation, 
I can legally use any of these terms to describe my nationality. I can use the t- someone says, are you a U.S. citizen? No, I'm a foreign government, or I can say I'm a foreign official, or I can say I'm an internationally protected person, or I can say I'm an international organization, or I can say I'm a national of the United States, or I can say I'm an official guest. Those are the legal terms that I can use to describe my nationality. And I can use any of them anytime I want. So if I decide, you know, uh, you know, Official guest is an interesting one because you tell someone you're an official guest and they think, what are you, a diplomat? You say, you're yeah. fucking so royalty. Technically, you are a diplomat right. by definition. And it literally yeah. in this Title 18, Section 112, it describes that you are literally a foreign diplomat. So the thing is, is that you actually have diplomatic immunity and the diplo- and, and you've heard sovereign citizens talk about this, but they can't tell you where it comes from. It comes from Title 18, USC, Section 112. So if you scroll back up to the top, it tells you what happens if someone fucks with you as an internationally protected person, right? Right there, uh, section A. Whoever assaults, strikes, wounds, imprisons, or offers violence to a foreign official, official guest, or internationally pro- protected person, or makes any other violent attack upon the person or liberty of such person, or if likely to endanger his person or liberty, makes a violent attack upon his official premises, private accommodation, or means of transportation, or attempts to commit any of the foregoing shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than three years or both. Whoever in the commission of any such act uses a deadly or dangerous weapon or inflicts bodily injury shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 10 years or both. Now is, is use and possess a synonym in this case? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I mean, going through here and really, really taking the time to tear apart every single word is not necessarily something I have done that thoroughly, right? I mean, you could be, you could, you could take this as far as you want to take it. I yeah, no, I was it, just interested in that yeah. because that that ties in with what we just went over in fifteen forty five, right? Fifteen forty five, yeah. And, and so it's basically if a cop arrests you and he has a gun on you, then well, you- now hold on a second. The beauty of Title 18 is these are all individual infractions. These are all individual felonies. Okay. So if he fucks with you, he's he's guilty of two. This is just so far. I could I could find 15 more felonies that he's guilty of. I'm just showing you a couple, right? So he's guilty of uh of of inflicting bodily harm if he kidnaps you he'd be the second part so he's got 10 years from the passport 1 15 45 he's got another 10 years now from 18 usc 112 now we can just keep clocking it up it's about a million dollars worth of liens easily right five hundred thousand dollars for the first one five hundred thousand dollars for the second one to cure that of which has the damage that has been caused now here here's here's the big ones that everyone should know about everyone in the whole country should know about these type in uh, a usc or I'm sorry, 18 USC 242. Deprivation of rights under color of law. Now, this is the one that everyone's been looking for. Okay. This one, uh, this one basically says that if someone fucks with your rights at all for absolutely any reason, under any false horseshit law, for any reason at all whatsoever. They are fucked. And the best part about it 
is the very, very end where you have uh, to the point where if if death results from the acts committed in violation of the section or if such acts include kidnapping, which is being arrested without a warrant or that any fucking anything, which is kidnapping or an attempt to kidnap aggravated sexual abuse or an attempt to uh, to commit aggravated sexual abuse or an attempt to kill shall be fined under this title or imprisoned for any term of years or for life or both or may be sentenced to yeah. death. Mm. Now, so the only like- reason the only reason why people are are walking around and getting kidnapped by the police is because they don't know their rights. And they don't know how to how to use the United States code in an effort to defend themselves and and to protect liberty and 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 their rights. Okay? So it says here Whoever, under color of any law, statute, ordinance, regulation, or custom, willfully subjects any person in any state, territory, commonwealth, possession, or district to the deprivation of any rights, privileges, or immunities secured or protected by the Constitution or laws of the United States, or to different punishments pains or penalties on account of such person being an alien or by reason of his color or race then are prescribed for the punishment of citizens shall be fined under this title and blah 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 blah. now this gets a little more interesting okay now type in 18 usc 241 i was going to say knowing how our government works it seems like these things are kind of written out for us eventually like you know what I mean? Like it's like gonna fuck us over. You're not concerned about that. No. So what happens is is that when you're a U.S. citizen, you fall under Title 18, and they can use it against you. When you gotcha. when you're a non-citizen national, and you correct your status, and you're an internationally protected person, you no longer are underneath Title 18, but you can use Title 18 against them. They cannot use it against you anymore. Interesting. And okay. the key there is is national versus citizen. Precisely. U.S. citizen. You want to, anything you've ever signed in your entire life that's a U.S. citizen on it, you got to hunt it down, annihilate it, or correct it. Okay. Now, you so see, sexual- correcting it should be just saying in a public forum, like in any courtroom with a reporter, just denouncing any contract with the government. To, um, to some degree, but- yes. But yeah. but to some degree, no, because because the 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 right to contract is infinite. Even I think even the Constitution talks about that. Right. So so contracting with one corporation, contracting with another corporation, contracting with this. So so you can say, yes, the U.S. government. But that's just one corporation. You have all these other corporations that you've contracted with as well. So so it comes down to the fact that. Now you've walked this road and now you got to walk it back. It's not that hard. You just got to do it. Right. So it's like all right. your banks well, and saying, everything like that. Yeah. yeah. All your banks, all your everything, your, you know, this, that, the other thing, you know, everything, yep. everything you can think of. Right. And it gets easier and easier and easier pretty rapidly. And Does then, that even include your birth certificate and social security card? It, it, it can and it does. For example, I just mailed a whole packet to the Social Security Administration to have my Social Security account changed from U.S. citizen to other. Other is a is a is a specification that's normally used for refugees and asylees. But 
There's only four to select from. You can select from U.S. citizen. You can select from lawful alien allowed to work. There's lawful alien not allowed to work. And then there's other. So I just thought (laughs) other was the best choice. So I chose other. I wrote an affidavit. I attached all of my passport information and I mailed that in with a Polaroid of me in a pickle outfit. So that is on its way to be processed. I went into the Social Security Administration here in California the other day. Uh, The main teller had no clue what the fuck I was talking about. She went to her superior. Her superior knew exactly what I was talking about. Uh, And she even printed a a piece of paper for the teller that was all about uh, uh, non-citizen national uh, uh, status, right? And the teller just didn't really get it. And she's like, hey, just just, just go home, put some documents together, and then mail them in, and, and let's see what happens, basically. And that's what I did. I went home and put some stuff together, and I mailed it in. So, But going back to this, this is, this is what I think a lot of people on you guys' podcast is ever going to be interested in. So 18 USC 242, that one is if you're dealing with one person one police officer, one judge, right? Now, 241 is the exact same thing, but it's involving conspiracy. Conspiracy, by definition, is two or more people working together to do something to you. Now, the beauty of conspiracy is two things. First off, it increases the penalties 10x. So a one-year penalty a one year in prison goes to 10 years, a decade. So if two officers pull you over and they're both rolling over your rights, now they haven't violated 242. They've violated 241. Now you can probably hit them with both because technically they're two separate infractions, two separate felonies, right? But the beauty of 241 as well, that's really, really interesting. And, and this is just a theory that I have. 241, because it's a conspiracy charge, it opens up uh, a RICO case. So let's say, for example, you have two police officers that pull you over and they fuck with your rights real bad and you're really cool and you're chill and you know what you're doing and you're not being a dick and you're not creating hostility. They violate 242, 241, and if you have a passport, they're going to violate 1545. And if they try to kidnap you, that's another section. I'm not totally sure exactly what that is. If you're an internationally protected person, 18 USC 112. So now we're up to, uh, I mean, you're looking at ten, up to 10 years for the passport. You're looking at up to 10 years for 241. You're looking at one year for 242. And then you're looking at, uh, I think it's three, was it three years for, for 112? So you're looking at a, a maximum jail sentence of 24 years just in the first four infractions that we're covering now. We're not covering... Uh, kidnapping infractions, any other infractions that we may and that, find, and that would also mean four liens you could place, right, Brandon? Yeah, and you're looking at you're looking at five hundred grand for two forty one, five hundred grand for for um for uh, one twelve, right? Uh, Fifteen forty five, and then you're looking at you know maybe fifty grand for one one two, and another fifty grand for um uh, two forty one. So you're looking okay. at you're looking at you know uh, over a million dollars in liens very easily right now. The beauty of liens is you can actually take the lien, convert it into a security, and send it to the United States Treasury, and contract with the Treasury to collect the lien for you. They're going to take thirty five percent, 
and they will actually sick the internal revenue service onto the police officers or whoever it is that's violating your rights to collect the lien that you filed on them. That's a whole other. It's for that officer personally and not yes, for the department. Yes. No, I, I don't, I don't, I, I haven't done all this. This is all just, I've studied all this. I know for a fact that it's real, but the problem you're going to run into is you don't want to piss off the sheriff or the sheriff's office because the sheriff is your boy. The sheriff is your enforcement arm. That's the enforcer, right? Yeah. So you're not going to be able to collect on any of these liens. You can convert these liens into lien securities and you can sell them or get rid of them or trade them because they become stocks essentially at that point. But if you really want to push the envelope and you want to collect on your liens, you're going to need the sheriff. There's I've read things about how people go to the sheriff and the sheriff won't work with them. And then they find a way to like deputize themselves uh legally and then they become a sheriff's deputy like prejudicial and then they can go and they can start taking the property themselves and blah. if you if you want full-blown warfare i don't th- i wouldn't do it i wouldn't do it i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't declare war on the sheriff's office yeah it sounds like a, some hatfield and mccoy shit right there that's not that's not <laughs> something that i i would like to get myself involved in uh because at the end of the day there, there is some truth in what's stopping them from turning off their camera, picking you up and taking you somewhere. And and honestly, frankly, if if there was some fucking sovereign citizen meth head piece of shit that didn't have any teeth, that was just fucking screaming all the time, threatening all the time and sending in fucking threatening paperwork and leaning everybody under the sun, moon and stars that you do see in this area, I would personally get together some fucking officers that are in plain clothes and I would go and pick that motherfucker up and take him somewhere and he'd never see from him again because fuck that guy. <laughs> Seriously, right? So, yes, there is some truth in the fact that they can do that. But it's like, dude, don't be a fucking retard. It's that simple. Mm. If you That's have a big an officer, problem for a lot of people, though, Brandon, a big problem for a lot of people. And, and the, the truth is retard. Yeah, it's <laughs> if officer, a of if people. officer fucking Dumbledore is really causing a lot of problems. Honestly, you, you know, if you want to keep things really, really simple, you could probably go into the sheriff's office, speak to the sheriff and say, hey, this officer Dumbledore, man, he's he's goof. He's a real goof. And the sheriff might have already gotten five fucking complaints on this guy. And he might be like, you know what? He's a fucking goof. He's gone. You don't know. You know, it's 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 you 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 need to get more information. You know, um, I I frankly believe that most of the time officers are trying their best. Uh, my 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 brother's a cop, uh, and but even beyond that, I've talked to so many cops, and and I really don't believe that they're all fucking horrible. I believe the system is horrible, and they're trapped in the same fucking thing we are. Okay, so so. You can use all this stuff to your advantage. You can use all this stuff, but 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 the the application of pressure, like I was telling Ryan, and have the, you podcast, had this conversation with your brother? And what no. are his thoughts on it? No, I haven't. No, he thinks he's a cop too. <laughs> That'd be funny. Does, no, no, no. I haven't had this conversation with my cop. Stuff? Uh, I I don't know. Do I mean, I'm sure he does. No, 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 no. I don't. No. He's he's new on the force. He's a very very small town. He's new, he's fairly new on the force. He he is your typical backwoods. Hey, if if people aren't bothering nobody, you leave him alone. He 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 thinks more of like an old school like Wild West sheriff. 
He's like a forest ranger almost. Yeah, he, he's Wild he's got life. that kind of a mentality. So 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 frankly, he probably does know about some of this information. Uh, but again, you know, I, I, I I've talked to cops, you know, a, a lot of the cops I've talked to, what they tell me is they tell me, hey. My job is to, is to, is to follow what I what I think the law is when I'm out there, when you when I take you in and you fucking say whatever the fuck you say, and it's all magic and you just get out. That's not my, that's not really my concern or my job. Like that's the court, that's the judge. Yep. So like they think of it totally detached from the actual judicial system itself. Because one right, right, but they think in their head they're supposed to take your body and move it into the judicial system, and then they're like, their hands are done, they're clean, they can go back out and do whatever the fuck they're doing. That's kind of how the ones that I've talked to think about what they're doing. They right, don't think of it past of that even, point. They don't even understand that most of their what they do is a violation of their own rules and that's why i i carry the law books with me the problem even without becoming you know an american national or official guest or whatever you can beat them at their own game just by using their laws against them and but the problem you run into is that a lot of cops don't know the law well it gets a little more complicated but yet also a lot more simple than that so so if you're a u.s citizen Technically speaking, you live in the District of Columbia, and the cops are policy officers, policy officers for the District of Columbia. So technically speaking, they're employees of the federal government. So are you. That's the problem. So when you're when you're signed up as a U.S. citizen, they are policing their own corporate world. You are in that world voluntarily. Right, so but they, once they, like you, you said so at the beginning, like, exit, they don't even understand that, though. But they, they don't, don't need understand. to understand that. They don't need to understand that. Once you exit their world and you're no longer a volunteer employee of the of the private for-profit federal corporation, now their rules and their crimes and their laws don't have anything to do with you because it's policy it's statute it it doesn't stop a road pirate from throwing you in the back of their car it does stop that's no it does stop them no i've had i've had it does because i've had at least six or seven people tell me when they present their five-star passport and they're respectful to the officer now this gets creepy they all say the bob you gotta talk nice to the to the road pirate they say no no, no no this this is creepy guys i'm gonna tell you something super creepy they say they literally all the reports that i've gotten the police officers have the exact same line thank you mr or mrs last name comma have a nice day it's the exact same words bro to the point where they're like told what to say exactly word for word because yeah. six different places in six different areas are on the whole country. I've had six different reports of people tell me it's the exact same sentence, bro. Mm-hmm. Thank you, comma, Mr. or Mrs. last name, comma. Have a nice day. But yeah, because because once you're a citizen, you're under their jurisdiction. Exactly. And 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 you're playing by their rules. And so what what I'm getting out of this is once you're a national, they got to play ball with you now. They can't just you're not in their game. So you're not their in their rules game, don't you can, apply you to can you. give them jurisdiction though. If you go into dishonor, you start well, acting let, like a fucking yeah, retard. But, yeah, exactly. You, you give them jurisdiction. There's a lot of meathead dumb fuck cops out there that will gladly bash you over the head or shoot you 
and we'll throw you in a cage regardless of what you say or evidence you present. Um, I, I think the percentage of that is very, very low. And I, I think it all comes down to how you handle the officer. Well, yeah, obviously you have to stroke their ego, but. But like, I'll tell you right now, you if, if you're to. no, that's, it gets better than that, because when you really understand the system, I'm over here with a hard fucking cock, hoping, hoping that they arrest me. I, oh, Bob, sure. I wish Please. I could have been a fly on the Please. wall listening to you talking to that cop. Please, like, for the love of fucking Bob. God. <laughs> like, like, like if I, I haven't gotten pulled over because it's like magic. When you learn all this shit, it's as if you don't even exist to them anymore. I drive in the carpool lane at 100 plus miles an hour all day long. They just don't bother me. Okay. It's like magic. Okay. But if they did, if they did pull me over, uh, I'd be sitting there with, with my cock sitting straight up like this. <laughs> I, I could, I could use it to fucking put donuts on it. Okay thinking that that all the money I'm going to make and all the various points of Title 18, they're going to get violated if anything happens during this transaction and how rich I'm going to get. Because the thing is that even if they don't pay me, I'm still going to get fucking rich because you take the lean secure, you take the liens, you turn them into lean securities after 30 or 60 days. And now on a balance sheet, you have an asset worth millions of dollars, no different than owning a property, no different than owning a business. You actually have assets that you can put on your balance sheet as, as accounts receivable. And now you can actually get loans based off of your fucking accounts receivable of millions of dollars in liens that you have as fucking uh, securities. So you, you're going to get I'm rich. totally doing all of this shit because any, <laughs> any, any way you look at it, any way you look at it, you're going to get rich. It doesn't fucking matter. Now, 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 that said, doesn't mean you should be a fucking asshole on purpose to try to get the try to goad the police officer into beating the shit out of you and kidnapping you. That that is completely you don't have to. I no, almost I, I recently got pulled over and they decided to arrest me simply because I would not do something that was unconstitutional that they were asking me to do. They told me to give me give them my ID. And I said, no. So you don't have any right to it. Um, and they declared that they did. And it came down to it. They were just going to arrest me for registration, which they also didn't have the legal right to demand that I have. Like, I'm going to go all the way. I've, I've looked into becoming an American national. I just haven't started the steps yet. Um, but you can beat them by the rules that they have for citizens, too. And that's what I try to tell people is like, look, you don't have to go through all of these steps and, you know, find all your contracts and get rid of them and, and become an American national and do all of this stuff. You can do exactly what you're doing now and just follow, make them follow their rules. And when they violate their own rules, then that's when you can also, you know, go after their qualified immunity, sue these people, put liens on them still. Um, those cops didn't actually arrest uh, you though right bob you, you were able to no i i had i had shit to do the next day so i said look under oh. th under threat of violence and arrest i will hand over my id but that's the oh, only shit. reason okay. you're getting it now now hold on a second now now the thing is is that if you if you're filed as a u.s citizen by law you have said voluntarily under penalty of perjury which is a felony you have signed documentation that states that you live in the district of columbia you work for the federal corporation and you have openly admitted that they have full jurisdiction over everything you own as well as your body so when you say that even as a citizen 
You can go up against them and you can do these things. I don't see how the fuck that's going to work for you. I really don't. Well, because there's two separate constitutions. There's a I constitution understand that you don't live the in the United States. You don't live in the United States. Do you realize that if you live yeah, in Washington, they, D.C., they don't, they don't either. So so they're it, it's all fake. It's all smoke and mirrors, right? It's all bullshit. The all tens, of their authority, well, the is 10 the square miles violence. Look, the they the only have their. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. The source of their authority is their ability to initiate violence against peaceful people. That is it. That is the source. It's not some contract. It's not some piece of paper somewhere. It's not something filed with anything. It's their ability to enact force against you. That is it. And when they show up next to your car with six people, it doesn't matter what paperwork you got. They will arrest you or they will shoot you and they will deal with the consequences later. But cops don't give a shit. Most cops that I've come across don't care, man. If you question their authority, if you question their ego, if you do not mind your P's and Q's and show them respect from word one, or if you even show that you know the law better than them, they will do anything they can to get you out of that car, on the ground, in handcuffs in the back of their car. Anything. Dude, they have IQ caps. Like to become a fucking do. police officer, These people you, thugs, you have man. to be under a certain IQ. Like these motherfucking, these road pirates, these pigs are <laughs> stupid. They're well, obedient. There's a reason why they did the fucking MAGA jab force on all on every single one of them because they wanted to weed the out hammer, man. any single one of them that had any type of independent thought. Um, they're fucking morons. They're violent psychos. Fuck every single one of you pigs. Fuck your brother too. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of cops. I'm sure your brother's a fine person, but um, it's it's it's. I don't understand the mentality of wanting to be a cop in this world, of wanting to rule over people, of wanting to be to put yourself in a position where you think you are above the law. Um, it's romanticized to so, kids, dude. Like a lot of kids think that yeah. uh, you know that's like a firefighter type thing. It's, it's similar, it's, right? It's it's a, it's a it's a tyrannical mentality. Yeah, it's yeah. a different kind of person mentally that becomes a firefighter or becomes a police officer. One has an authoritarian bend and one doesn't. Um, now, I recently talked to a cop um, at this stupid-ass traffic stop, um, and one of them, whether or not he was just the negotiator and was completely full of shit or not, he seemed like a decent dude. And I just told him, man, I was like, dude, what y'all are doing is so fucking authoritarian and tyrannical so you're violating my rights as a person to be able to travel without impedance. Like you, your rules don't apply to me, man. Like I don't recognize your authority and your rules don't apply to me. And he was like, I get what you mean, man, but it is what it is. Now, now let me ask you a question. If someone tells you they aren't a part of your club, but then they turn around and sign under penalty of perjury that they are a part of your club. Which one holds when more do weight? You, when do you get to cancel that contract? You can cancel whenever you want. It, of course. I have no contract with anybody. They think I do. I haven't, I haven't signed anything recently. I don't do any of that. I can denounce their authority at any time. That's the beauty of a, of a verbal contract or a, or a, you know, even a, a legally binding one, you can, can you True, can denounce it at but any you time. have to actually go through the steps to denounce said contract. That's my whole point. If as you sign you publicly, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you stick form. your dick in a dude's ass and then you say you aren't gay, bro, 
You just stuck your dick in the guy's that's ass. A, that's no, a exactly like Mel Bob said. You just have to oh. verbally say no homo. You just after have to <laughs> <humble. laughs> just say no homo. Um, but no, that's, I mean, that's what, the, in my opinion, that's what you're you doing not because contract. you're not. You're not signing one document that states you're a U.S. citizen. You're signing like the average person has like four. Right. But they're all subsidiaries of the unit. So if you denounce the authority of the United States government, then you automatically denounce all of their subsidiaries that only gain their authority through the authority of the United States. And I understand that. But what I'm saying is, is that just like you said, you have to actually do that. Well, yeah, you could do it right now. I mean, any public forum um, or if you go in to, to fight a ticket, you can say it in, in a courtroom to fight a ticket. Um, as long as you publicly say it on record, then. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. I mean, the, the on record part is a whole other thing we can get into. What's on record and what's not is a, is a very interesting conversation. But look, I want to show you guys a couple of things. So so type in who's sharing the screen again. I want to show you guys a couple more things. Type in type in 19 USC 810. And there's no space between 81 and O. 19 USC 810. And then section A. This is referring to the District of Columbia. Okay. So when you sign documentation that states that you are a resident of the District of Columbia, which is your US citizen. What you're falling under is section A of this residence of zone. No person shall be allowed to reside within the zone except federal, state, or municipal officers or agents whose residence presence is deemed necessary by the board. So what they're saying here is if you're residing in the District of Columbia or you sign under penalty of perjury that states that you are in the District of Columbia, you are, by definition, an officer or agent of the U.S. government. And that's why the passport is is written the way it is, where it says that you represent the U.S. government in some foreign zone, right? So you're telling them that you live there. They're not. They're not forcing you to fill out any documentation that states that you live there. And you're, you're saying that you live there over and over and over and over again. And then if you sign for voter registration, you're saying it over and over and over again, every single year. Okay. So you're constantly repeating the fact under oath that you, you reside in the district of Columbia. Now, of course, they are tricking you with the definitions of the words, terms, and phrases. Of course. But the way law is structured, because it's fucking retarded, is that it's not their problem. It's not anyone's problem that you don't understand the law. You're under the law even if you don't understand it. Now, the secret to all of this, in my opinion, and it's on uh, the most important video of my entire course, video number 17, where I go over this, All you got to do to protect yourself from all this fucking madness is you have to be a freak about the definitions of words. If they pull you in and they say they ask you a question, all you got to do is say, what is the definition of? And then every single motherfucking word of whatever question they just asked you, uh, are you are you a person that resides in a state of California? 
well, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. I, I don't fully understand the question. I would like to clarify it. Now, in law, if you don't understand something, everything stops and they need to clarify everything before you move forward. All you do is say, let me write this down. Let me write this down. Uh, what are you a person that resides in state of California and you go great let's 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 judge brown let's get rolling what is the definition of r well it's blah 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 okay good what is the definition of you well it's blah 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 great what is the definition of a uh, is that not being blah. like the like a dick though like yeah, no you- no no i'm genuinely interested I am genuinely inter- I'm there to learn. I'm there to learn some acting classes. I want to okay. know. I want to know. I want to know the definition of person. I want to know the re- definition of that. I want to know the definition of resides. I want to know the definition of in what's so it in. Just slows the process down. That's no, that's no, 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 no. I really want to fucking know what. No, are I, these no I get that. Yeah, I get that. That Like, you got to know. What it's, in the uh, fuck are you asking me? Right. And what in the fuck your, am I answering? Well, you have to come to a mutual, a mutual no. round of mutual. What am I? What am I? What am I conversation? Answering? Right. I, I'm willing to answer your you question. You have to agree on the definitions of the words yeah. before you can answer the question. Dude, I will. And that's answer how the your... courts are, man. They're Dude, really I'm here, bro. I'm listening to you. You're in your black robe. I am. I am more than willing yep. to answer your question. I just need to fucking get what the fuck you're fucking asking me, bro. Yep. That's all I'm trying to do. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm not being a dick. I'm not saying fuck you. I am listening to you. I My dick is hard right now, and I just <laughs> want to know what you're fucking asking me. That's all Dude, I want to know. Brandon, last time last time you said uh, the hard dick thing, it was at the worst time. I think it was like Nate's kid or something made some noise in the background, dude, when you're talking about having a hard dick. And then he yeah, was talking about like, putting oh, donuts on it. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's a bad. That sounds so bad. But it was it was, uh, you know, we saw what happened. So, yeah, so it's it's it's, you and, know, and Brandon, that's pissed. so huge because like we talked about before, it's wordplay. There, the, you, we have it's to have play. a clear definition because citizen to me means something different than. So, what rules are we playing by? That's what we. That's what you're basically yeah. saying there. What rules are we playing by? Well, they, before I answer this question, we're this playing a game, and I am and I am Wait. fucking excited about your game, bro. You want to play? You want to play catch? You want to play baseball, bro? I I I couldn't be more fucking excited about this. Yep. honestly, like I yeah. I am so fucking excited. Like my I'm probably would be like having heart palpitations right now. Like I, if you put me on a fucking thing, With I'd be cock. like on fucking meth. I'm so excited. Now, the problem is I want to play the game. Let's play it. I'm down. Let's go. I'm here. Let's do it. I'm excited. Uh, give me a jersey. I'll put it on. But I want to know the rules. Yep. I, I got a question for you. Okay. Um, and it's for maybe people like me, people like <laughs> You know, most Americans that don't have a ton of money, what is the monetary aspect of getting something like this done? Uh, next to nothing. Okay. I mean, you can file all your own shit. The, the definition, the most powerful fucking document in, in the world is an affidavit. If you really, really yeah. want a simple definition of what an affidavit is, because you're not going to find it anywhere else. It's a fucking piece of paper or a letter or something. 
that's notarized. And the definition of notarized is someone who represents the secretary of state is watching you sign, witnessing the fact that you've signed and checking your identity to make sure that the person who says is signing this document is signing this document. Another big fucking problem people have that they fucking text me all the time and I want to hit them with a goddamn brick is the notary starts to read the document. That's not the fucking job for the notary to read the fucking document. If the notary starts reading the document, you say goodbye, go fuck yourself. You find a different fucking notary. The notary is supposed to check your identity. Are you who you say you are? And then, okay, I have validated that this human being standing in front of me is Brandon Joe Williams. Now, I am going to physically watch this validated form of of humanity sign this particular document. And now I'm attesting to the fact that I know who this guy is. I've checked him out and I watched his bitch ass sign this fucking piece of paper. That's all a notary is doing. That's it. Now, the notary represents the secretary of state. So it's as if the secretary of state witnessed your document. So if something happens or if they fuck around, you can call the secretary of state in as a witness. Okay, that's what notary is. When you notarize a document, whether it's a document that says Iowa, it could be, it could be, it could have your name and and a little bit of information about you. It could say I was taking a shit at McDonald's yesterday at three forty eight p.m. And then you could sign it and have it notarized. You can notarize anything you want, and it becomes an affidavit. So you could have a 400-page document that you write, and then as soon as you notarize it, it now converts into an affidavit. You could have a one word or like four words or something that states something, and you could notarize it as an affidavit. An affidavit essentially is a declaration of truth. So when you write a letter and it says, I was here and I was doing this and here's the laws and like a conditional acceptance like I was going over with Ryan, when you when you notarize it, that's when the document gets all of its power. Okay. Becomes an affidavit. Now an affidavit's fucking insanely powerful. I mean, you could you could be arrested, thrown in jail, and with the power of affidavits, you can get out of being arrested. You can get out of paying any sort of tax. You can get out of a mortgage. You can get out of everything under the sun, moon, and stars. You can control your entire life using affidavits because the conditional acceptance that I was talking to Ryan about, it is an affidavit. That's what it is. You're saying, you're saying, here's the various definitions. These are the facts. This is what actually occurred. This, 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 this. You're saying these particular crimes have been committed as per uh, Title 18. These are the various fines associated with these various things. Now, I need you guys to clean some things up to me. I'm conditionally accepting everything that you've offered me under the following conditions, blah, 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 blah. And then at the end, you're signing under penalty of perjury. You're signing and you're converting that conditional acceptance into an affidavit by having it notarized. And you're saying everything I've said here is true uh, to the best of my knowledge. And that's what you're saying. And when you convert that bad boy into an affidavit, it becomes a legal document. And then now you can you can take that legal document and you can mail it to a person registered mail. And then you can also 
mail copies of it to the the attorney generals of the state and and the U.S. attorney general. And then when they sign for the parcel, they're signing as witnesses the fact that you just served someone a legal document, an affidavit, and they have 30 or 60 days to either cure the document, to call a jury trial, or they've done what's called an acquiescence. They've acquiesced. When they acquiesce, whatever it is that you're asking about, whatever it is that you want evidence on, whatever it is that anything is going on, magically evaporates, and now you can start filing liens for all of the amounts that they've violated from Title 18. So not only are, is your mortgage gone, but now you can start filing liens and seizing their assets for trying to fuck with you on top of getting a free house. That's the way it works, okay? That's the way it works in law. Now, the thing is, people are like, oh, they just won't do any of this. The truth is the the the, the structure of law is like a religion to these fucking people, okay? Times when you think they're going outside of the law, chances are they probably aren't. Like, for example, if you're filed as a U.S. citizen and they kidnap you, to some degree, you know, that may or may not be legal, to be totally honest with you. If you're a non-citizen national and you filed all your documentations and you've handled all of your contracts, now kidnapping you is illegal. The problem is that if the private for-profit corporation decides that to fucking kidnap Moral Bob on November 16th, 2021 isn't illegal, technically speaking, at that moment, it isn't illegal anymore. There is no constitution. There is no anything. They can change their fucking statutes whenever they want to suit them. You're in their world, bro. You are in their world. You've signed under penalty of perjury. You have jammed your dick up their ass. Bull, balls deep. You have jammed your dick up their ass. And they own you. They own you. And they can file bonds on you. That's how they fucking put you in jail. And then they hold your body as surety on the bond. That's how they do it. And they can only do that if you're in their world. If you're not in their world, they can't hold your body as surety on the bond. And that's how it works. That's how it's all financial. It's all commerce. It's all, it's all maritime law. It's all from the UCC. Yep. Right. So, 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 when you when you when you separate yourself from the trust and you clean up all this shit, they can't hold your body as surety on the bond. And you can discharge the bonds as well with almost no effort. The same way you would discharge a mortgage, the same way you would discharge credit card debt, the same way I just discharged $177,000 in credit card debt. You can do that exact same procedure to discharge the penal bonds that hold people in prison. You can get people out of prison with this shit like that. It's all the same shit. It's all based on debt and bonds, everything. So, yeah, because in in reality, they only need a certain amount of people in their game to make it work. Yeah, right. I mean, they they got their prisons full. As long as they have that, they're good. And yeah. if if you're you know you're one or two people outside, the, they don't care. They'll let you go gladly. Fine, so be it. Yeah, I'll show you another uh, on a side note, just on on some of the stuff I've been showing you guys. Type in twenty six USC seventy seven oh one. This is this is a really 
beautiful area that you can dig up a ton of really, really amazing stuff. This is Title 26. Title 26 is the United States. It's the Internal Revenue Code. Okay. So this is a ton of really important definitions, like the definition of the word person, right? Which is one of the most important definitions in all of law. Definition of person uh, to mean an individual, which has a definition, by the way, individual can mean also corporation. So that's also another good one to look at. A trust, a state partnership association company or corporation. So when they use the word person, you never, ever know if they're talking about you as the human being or if they're talking about you as the corporate trust structure of your name in all capital letters. You never, ever know what they're talking about. It's the vagueness. You're fighting a shadow. You're fighting a shadow. So if you can get them to an extremely clear-cut language, tell you exactly what they're doing, that's how you stop fighting the shadow. You give form to the enemy, and then you can defeat the enemy. You can only defeat the enemy if they aren't a fucking shadow. Okay, The definition of the word person turns them into a shadow. Every single bank document, every single fucking voting registration, every single thing you've ever signed for your mortgage, the whole fucking thing, if it's if it's 50 pages long, it describes you as person a million bajillion times throughout the entire document. That's the way you are described in all of your documentation. You never, ever, ever know what in the flying fuck they're referring to because a person, which is your corporate entity, doesn't have human rights, doesn't have a constitution. So even after you fucking handle your U.S. citizen shit, you still have all this shit with the word person. And then you have to go and handle that too because if you don't handle that, now, the other thing you can do is just simply take control of the trust. Just grab that motherfucker by the throat, take it over. You can take it over by trademarking your name through the USPTO, the United States uh, Patent and Trademark Office. You can trademark your all capital letter name. You can, you can regain control over your all capital letter name, and you can do all sorts of crazy shit with it. You can file a common law lien on your all capital letter name. You can do all sorts of crazy shit to regain control and wrestle control of the corporation of your trust name back. Now, when you do that, you regain control over a lot of this fucking weird, vague horseshit that they try to pull on you. But go down to de uh, definition number 39. That's the one I want to show you guys. When you patent your name, are you talking your first, middle and last name, like your full name? It's the same it's way a, it's, it's written. all capitalized. It's all capitalized. It's the capital. same way because the it thing makes is you that a, a government corporate entity when they capitalize your name. Yeah, you're, That's why you're it's always yeah. capital on all legal documents. So yeah, I you, thought that was interesting. When you trademark your all capital letter name, you're you're basically saying this is my property. This is my property, and you're grabbing it and taking it back because it is your property. So so the government owns it up until the point when you grab it, and that's why it's a voluntary right. system. Again, they say voluntary yep. system. Because it's voluntary. Because you can reach out and grab shit whenever you want. You can walk yeah. out the door whenever you want. You don't know how to walk out yep. the door. You don't know which door to walk out of. But technically, you can walk out of the goddamn thing anytime you wake up and so please. And that's why yeah. it's called a voluntary system. Have okay? you uh, have you looked into Frederick Graves at all? No. Look into Frederick Graves. He talks a lot about the laws and how to get around stuff. His big thing is winning in court without a lawyer. Um, and he talks about all of the statutes or definitions of words. Like he's, he's really badass. I think you'd like his stuff. I love that. I, that's essentially what law is. People don't realize that. I mean, you go into a court of law and it's these long trials and shit. A lot of it does have to do with his definitions, but look at, look at yep. point number 39. 
Persons residing outside of the United States. If any citizen or resident of the United States does not reside in and is not found in any United States judicial district, such citizen or residents shall be treated as residing in the District of Columbia for purposes of any provision of this title relating to A, jurisdiction of courts, or B, enforcement of summons. Now, what does that mean? That means of all five or six of us that are on this call, if they want to pull you into their jurisdiction or use enforcement or summons on any of you guys, they can. They can't do it to me. Mm. They can't. They can't have jurisdiction over me in the courts. They can't enforce anything and they can't summon me to anything. I mean, I, I suppose they could. They could they could offer me a contract. I don't have to accept that contract. Because so I'm you, not you've I'm not a citizen or resident of the United States, and I do not reside in nor am I found in any United States judicial district. So you've successfully gotten rid of all your contracts with the corporation of the United States and you have a, a five-star passport and you got it. Awesome. The IRS knows it. I've, I've written to them. The social security administration knows it. I've written to them just recently. Department of state knows it. I've written to them. I've eliminated my voter registration. They're gone. Everything's gone, man. I mean, what, what was the length of time it took you to do it? If you could, well, if, if somebody learning really it, to get it done. Le- learning it all on the darkness is what took so fucking long. But well, I mean, once yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Once you once you know and and like my free course covers as many of the fucking contracts that I could possibly find. I'm pretty sure it's it's most of them, if not all of them, to the point where if there was some loose one that I've never found or something like that, you could you could take all of the work that you had already done to eliminate all the other contracts and take it into the courtroom and say, look, here here's this proves intent. This proves intent. Look what I'm fucking trying to do. This proves intent. Make this a court of record right now. Make this a fucking court of record right now. Look at all this shit. I want all this is getting submitted into the fucking court of record because look, I didn't whatever, but, but here's the intent. Here's the proof of the intent. This is the intent right right here. You know what I mean? Intent is everything in the law. Okay. So, so to answer your question, uh, you know, once a person knows all the different areas and all the different zones and, and it, it becomes fairly easy, I mean, you could do it in a few months, a couple months and yeah. not even like working on it every day, just working on it a little bit here and there, uh, getting some papers together, submitting some things, going to the DMV. I was in and out of the DMV and I had all that that whole contract sorted out in probably 20 minutes. Hmm. Where you just got rid of your driver's license. No, you just sign it in a certain way and you change the way your address is listed. And then you, you, when it asks you on the computer, are you a U.S. citizen? Yes or no. You just click no. It's literally that fucking simple. They don't ask you anything more. They don't fuck with you. They don't start asking you questions. It's a goddamn question on the fucking computer because we're in a voluntary system. We really, really are. Yep. And you, yeah, you mentioned yeah, yeah. signature there, and that's a big one, too, because there's a difference between your signature and your autograph. Exactly. Exactly. That's true. That is true. So the definition of signature is when you're signing on behalf of an incorporated element. Right. Definition of the word autograph is when you're it was when you're when you're autographing as yourself, as the living man or woman. And that's why any contract always has signature. Because right, you're on signing, the line. That's that's why they use the word person, <clears throat> and that's why they use the word signature. Is there a way around that? Yep. 
Oh yeah. So so type this into the to your to your your search bar. It's a UCC one dash three zero eight. Nope. Normally it's the first one, but this this one is so fucking well known that that you're gonna get nope, go down right there. Acceptance under reservation of rights. Performance or acceptance acceptance under reservation of rights. A, a party, which is clickable, the definition, by the way. So if you guys ever, sometimes you can find some really, don't do not do it now. I mean, yeah, no. Just, I'm just saying in general, it's just kind of cool. Like sometimes you want to, whenever you see those, fuck it, click on it. It takes five seconds. Maybe there's something really wild there you're going to find because you find wild shit all the time. So hmm. a party that with explicit reservation of rights performs or promises performance or assents to performance in a matter demanded or offered by the other party does not thereby prejudice the rights reserved. So it's a little bit of a weird way of saying it. Basically what, what you're doing is you're saying, I, I agree to, to, to do whatever it is that, that that's in this, in this particular contract. Right. But I explicitly reserve all of my human rights. And if anything in this contract violates any of my human rights, it is explicitly expunged from the contract forever. So basically you're saying I'm only agreeing to what's in this contract, the points that don't, um, that don't eliminate my, my human rights. Okay. Now all you got to do is, is you write without prejudice or under protest above the signature okay i use without prejudice but technically you could use under protest i don't know anyone that uses under protest but you can use it it says or the like so technically technically because this is like we're really digging into this so technically you could even say something different that's along the same lines like for example some people use all rights reserved yep that would be or the like that would fit under or the like or or uh, all like my rights are explicitly reserved. That would be or the like you could use anything you want. Right. When you see that all rights reserved a lot in, in television and movies and shit. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So yeah. so that all rights reserved comes from UCC 1-308. Excellent. That's I, got a, I got a question for you, man. Um, I'm in the middle of a really intense and retarded custody battle. Um, how does do you know anybody that's done this that's been able to yeah order squashed and things like that? Yeah, David Strait. He's really, really big in this area, and he deals almost exclusively with CPS and and children related. Do you stuff. spell it like straight, like George Strait? Yeah. S T R A I G H T. So, so with your kids and stuff like that, when you put them in public schools, you sign contracts, uh, you sign contracts with the social security, you sign contracts with the, uh, birth certificate. All those contracts are used to take your kids. So all you got to do is you can go back to those contracts and you can rescind all of your signatures on all of those contracts that children what if that i didn't you're... sign any of them what if only his mom did uh that's a good question i've never i've never thought of something like that that's a very very good question i don't have my signature on his birth certificate but there is court documentation that says that he's my son 
I claimed him as mine, regardless of, you know, any DNA test or anything like that. I just agreed that he was mine. So that's a um, good question. Uh, I didn't sign his social security card. I didn't sign his birth certificate. Did you sign anything at the school? Has he been in school? I don't. I didn't. His mom put him in school without even talking to me about it. So I have no signature on any school documentation either. I, I, I couldn't tell you. It's a good question. I couldn't tell you. Interesting. Very you're, interesting. You're, you're in a, you're in a, a pretty dark world. The, the, this, this world is pretty, this is where a lot of uh, human trafficking occurs. This is where a mm-hmm. lot of horrible things happen because the, the courts and the state, the state just means district of Columbia, as we've learned, uh, the, but the state basically owns these kids and, and the definition of the state is the district of Columbia. How about, how about the wordplay that they use with, with parents, right? You're a pair that rents the child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's it's all sorts of believable. It, it comes to, it yep. really does come down to the definitions of the words. I yep. mean, it just always, always, Black's, always, Black's law always, manual, folks. always. Yeah. Black's mm-hmm. law is the difference between a serf, a slave, and and a completely free sovereign individual. The definition of the word sovereign means king. The definition of the word king means you create jurisdiction. You aren't under jurisdiction. There is yep. no jurisdiction. You are the highest jurisdiction of your world. That is the definition of the word king. Now, the definition of the word king ultimately does it is a little bit confusing when you start clearing up like definition of management, definition of king, definition of leader, and the etymology of these things. They it comes back to servant or minister. So it starts to kind of flip in the opposite direction. And 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 I've studied this in great detail. The point is is that when you're a king, the whole point of being a king is that now you don't have to because you always have power of choice, but Really, what you're supposed to be doing when you're a king is you're supposed to be serving other people. You're supposed to be a minister. You're supposed to be helping people. And that's the whole point. You become a king, and then you use that power to help. People are like, oh, I would never want to live in the feudal days with the king and this and that. It's like, no, these people these people were cool with it because the king was cool. Some of them were. Some of them were not. But it's like the king the king kept things going, or the king would would help people or assist people or the king, you know, a lot of times the king would just make decisions. People didn't want to make these crazy decisions. And it was just a guy who just stood up and said, Hey, I'll make all these fucking crazy ass decisions that none of you guys want to make. I'll take responsibility for my own decisions. And they go, Oh, thank God. Somebody who's willing to make these big, nasty, difficult decisions that no one else wants to make. That person will become a king. So, so the king does deliver something of value, even if it's just, even if it's just deciding things for the people, I mean, that does have value. Someone has to do it. You know what I mean? So so is that king willing to make those decisions and then possibly lose his life based off of the decisions that he makes? Well, if the answer is yes, and, he, and, and people are like, yes, here, have a seat. Here's the throne. Have a seat. And he's like, fuck it, I'll do this. And he has a seat. It's that fucking simple. Yeah. <clears throat> You're a king. Anybody can yeah. become a king. Anybody can become a king. You're not a fucking sovereign citizen. Kill me. Yeah. Fucking, oh, I'll dude. feed my dick into a wood chipper. You're not a fucking. <laughs> you're not a fucking sovereign citizen. You're a king. That's what well, it even is. Even the Supreme Court said sovereign and citizen mean the same thing. 
Well, I, I don't know about that. I would need to see that. That's that's yeah, there's case I'm law sure if for you that. I'm sure if you okay, there's case law for everything. If you if you want to find case law on, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I that's be why a, it's such a scam. I want to be a flying squirrel that lives in 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 fucking Belgium. You could probably find fucking case law to support that for you. Honestly, well, there's people out there that, <laughs> yep. that live like that, too. I, I know fucking animals and stuff. So case law is a bit goofy because case law is basically just you. You went into a courtroom and you and you basically convince a judge who's a, who's yeah. an individual human being of something. I've, That's it. I've never That's understood all case, case law, law because yeah. it, it means that just because one judge made a mistake that another judge can rightfully make the same mistake. Yeah, I mean, it's case really law, I, I do believe I do believe most of the time, especially when you go back before like 1871, of course, I do believe a lot of the time the people who are in these positions of making these decisions um, oftentimes under tremendous political pressure, I, I do believe a majority of the time they are trying to do their best. I really do believe that. Uh, maybe well, 80, 80% of the time as uh, they say, I really believe the path to hell is paved with good intentions. Yes. Thank you. I, so, I really, yeah, I, I really do. Intent really doesn't matter if the actions aren't noble. Um, well, in, in, in the law, intent is everything. And, and I do believe intent is a big part of it. It's no different than a child who has the intention to try to help you. And they pick up the fucking garbage bag and the garbage bag breaks and there's shit all over the floor. You wouldn't backhand the child so fucking hard that it breaks their fucking jaw. No, but when their intent is to protect you and they kill you or they oppress you or enslave you, and then that's when that's when the backhand comes. No, I do understand that. <laughs> I do understand that, but I'm just saying, like, like I feel I feel like both sides of this equation need to chill out. And I do feel that our side of the equation the the national slash citizen slash people who may or may not be in the system but they don't really want to be and and they have the intent not to be again intent can can also work in your favor even for that you start working out some of these contracts you now have proof that of what your intent is but until you actually start doing it you don't have proof of intent because your intent has been to sit and GM cucumbers up your ass on the couch for the past five years. You know what I mean? And and here's something to clarify for anybody that's listening. Maybe some people that are like, man, fucking, we have to have government because anarchy's chaos, whatever, you know, most of us in in Brandon, I'd, I'd imagine you are in a similar vein in our world. These people still exist. Judges, police, you know, these, these entities still exist. They're just funded different and they have a different, you know, uh, different motives, different, uh, you know, financial, uh, motivations as well, you know, like where their funding comes from and everything. So, you know, I was talking to a cop and that cop at that stop, I said, look, man, I'm a fucking anarchist, but I'm not a fool enough to think that in my world, cops don't exist. They exist. Their incentives are different though. You know, their incentives and, and authorities are different. Um, so, just because we want to be free doesn't mean that we don't want order, you know, for anybody that may be thinking that we just want chaos and just want, you know, everything to be crazy. That's not what we want. We want order. We just don't want rulers. 
Yeah. And, and it gets a little complicated on that too, because there's, there's always been something you have a monarchy. You, you always got something, right? Cause, cause, cause most people don't want to make the big gnarly decisions. Most people do not have enough, uh, uh, willpower and, and conscious consciousness, conscious, uh, uh, runway to be able to, to, to make, or to have these sorts of decisions on their shoulders. And, and it's the people who just willingly step up and say, yeah, fuck it. I'll fucking make these, these, yeah, but see in, in this day and age, what big decisions need to be made? You know, I'm 44 years old, man. I've never had to go, you know what? got to go to war with my neighbor. Fuck it. I'm shooting. Like at, at no point in time, if I had to make insane decisions where I was like, man, I better let somebody else make this decision. Well, a small percentage of the, of the population is legally psychopathic. Okay. So, so it's, I think it's, it's a large portion. But uh, <laughs> we can, I, we can argue about what number we think that is at another time at the, at the limit, I would say about 20% at the limit, at the absolute extreme. And I think, I think significantly more would send you to die if they thought it would mean they would live. And that's pretty sociopathic. Yeah. They wouldn't even have to look at the consequences of the situation. They're like, fuck that. Kill that motherfucker. Um, I think a lot of people would do that at very low levels of shit too. So I think, Man, at least half people, at least that that could be. That's not necessarily the definition of like psychopathic, though. When I say psychopathic, I well, mean somebody it's who's not about sociopathic. Yeah, sociopathic is, is yeah, but but when I say psychopathic, I mean I mean somebody who who would literally just they're they're looking to harm people. They they would go out of their way and smile over the idea of some child writhing in pain. Okay, yeah, those well, are the yeah. guys that are walking on the subway that just throw people on the tracks. You know, yeah. They're just yeah. those sick fucks. Yeah, like sick fucks. I think a lot of those kinds of people, especially when they get into positions of power, that you're seeing more and more and I, more of these people getting into positions right. of power. Yep. This is because really- they're so. Tra- that's how they work it, though, Brandon. They, they they traumatize these guys right at all sorts of levels. Most of it this, starts as children, and then it works its way up. This mentality is is a symptom of the society we live in. I think yeah. in a free society, you don't have these sick fucks, man. It, well, it goes both out, ways. Really. It goes both ways because when when somebody who's psychopathic becomes into a position of power, mm. they create a psychopathic system and they push the psychopathic system on the people, thus creating and accelerating the manufacturing of psychopathic people, right? Yep. Agreed. So you have a lot of that that's occurring, especially in the past several decades i mean these people have uh i think it's david ike he calls the totalitarian tiptoe right we've been on this totalitarian tiptoe for a long time but over the past few years they've decided they want to accelerate that a dramatic amount it's not a tiptoe anymore it's a it's a fucking jet plane Okay. Well, this is because people don't protest as much anymore people don't push back as much anymore uh Jordan Peterson has a good bit where he's like, look, man, if I want to move you back, I'm going to push up against you until you start protesting. And then I'm going to stop and I'm going to back off. And then I'm going to start pushing you again until you protest. And then once you do, I'm going to stop and I'm going to back off. And I'm going to keep doing that over and over and over again. And in not too long, you're three miles from where you started. Yeah. 
But Bob, we got we got four protesters here in town. Now, mind you, I live in a tiny town in <laughs> Western Mass. Four white people that stand on the corner of the center of town every Monday morning with end racism signs. <laughs> you gotta hey, love it. How fucking brave! There's not How a black brave. person in our town. There's not a person of color except <laughs> if they work in the farms. Just end it. Like the beauty, it the be, beauty like of it's that, something that can be ended. No, no. The, the, the beauty of that communication is is I'm not going to end it, but somebody else should. That's, yes, that's what that exactly. <laughs> it's your job you to end it. It's not they mine. Don't understand? Yeah, is simply holding that sign is racist. As you fuck. are indicating that yes. the race you're trying to protect is not capable of defending themselves. Exactly. Yeah. So it's the soft bigotry of low expectations. Like you don't even think these people that you think you need to stand up for them. Like that in itself is fucking racist and they yeah. don't even yeah. get that. And the yeah. funniest part is these people struggle just to hold up this cardboard sign. <laughs> You know, we're not we're not talking about the finest specimens here either. These, these are just fucking people that when the shit hits the fan, they're going to get swallowed up. You know, well, it's it's losers like, with nothing better to do. You know, like it's generally yeah. pathetic people that don't have shit to do. You know, these younger generations have less and less that actually keep them occupied. So that's why they are in video games and they're protesting stupid nonsense. Their their entire world, like the metaverse is already here, man, for, for this lower generation because everything in their reality comes out of a screen. Yep. And then real life is just what they interact in between those times. Well, and, and yeah. Bob, it got put into hyperspeed in 2020 when all yep. the kids went virtual learning, right? Yep. And then their whole world was through a screen. You know, they couldn't go to sports because those were all closed. You know, they couldn't go do activities and stuff. So if they yep. even wanted to interact with their friends, for the most part, you know, aside from the parents that were sane, you'd have to do it through a screen. Yeah, which is what they want, you know, yep. and what Brandon is talking about. And what I want to do is basically, you know, you get the cheat code to yep. this whole thing. Well, just get out of the game. Right? I don't want to play this game yeah. anymore. This game is bullshit. You know. The odds are stacked against me. I want out of this game. Yeah. And as upset as you are and, and as angry as anybody might be listening to this, you sign documents, you, you put on the fucking uniform, you went to a location. Yep. Now you have to go and you have to take off the uniform. You have to get rid of the documentation. You have to leave the building. You have to physically leave the building. You have to physically take off the uniform. There's a few things you have to do. It's, it's, it's like getting married. You wake up one day. You don't want to be with your fucking wife. You wake up. I'm not married anymore. Fuck it. I'm not married. You, if, someone, if, if someone were to look at, if, if you heard someone else in a house saying, I'm not married, and they're in a house and they have a wife who's standing right there, what the, the word that you would use to describe that particular person in that moment is delusional. <laughs> right. So, so, yep. so it, it yeah. might be very upsetting to be told this, but it's delusional to think that you can sign all these documents and behave in this way and have a driver's license and do all these different things. And then just wake up one day and have some vague idea of of not being married to your wife of 20 years and then just say, I'm not married to my wife in 20 years and then wonder why people don't fucking accept what you're saying. No, that's right. not how it works. No, it's you have not to wake up works. and you have to say, OK, I've signed all this shit. I've done all this shit. Let's sit down. Let's make a list. What are all these fucking things that I'm signed into? What do I need to do to get 
uh, to backtrack on all of these different things and exit all these different contracts. It's not terribly hard. And then you just do it. And then yeah. once you do a few of them, it becomes very, very easy. And then now you also have intent. Yep. So now the more that you do, the more you can prove intent. So the more that you do, it snowballs in law. So that way, even if you do miss a couple contracts somewhere, you've got all this intent and all this evidence. You, you, you're pretty good. You're pretty solid at that point, in my opinion. That's you just got to get the ball rolling, right? You just got to get the ball rolling, yep. right? So the thing is, is that there is an exit door and it is available for anyone that would like to walk through it. My point is, is that if you stand in front of the exit door and you tell people that you've exited the building, and you're standing in the fucking building, it's delusional. If you want to exit the building, and, and once you, yes, it's very difficult to locate the exit door. I understand that. So people out of frustration, they end up standing there saying, I'm not in the building anymore because they get frustrated because they can't find the fucking exit door to the exit of the building. And I understand that. That's where I'm trying to come in and help people. Okay. I've located the exit doors of the building. Other people have too, but I'm the first person to have put it together into kind of more of a cohesive whole and made it kind of fun and goofy. Okay. So all you got to do is just find out where the exit door is and just walk through the goddamn motherfucker. It's that so, easy. Dude, this is, this has been outstanding, Brandon. Uh, and guys, I, I appreciate this. This has been probably one of the most informative roundtables we've done. That's for sure. Um, nice. Brandon, where can they find your course? Uh, it's, it's one stupid fuck.com. And then, and then there's a banner at the top of all the pages. It's, uh, you, you can't miss it. And there's a pop-up too, that like makes fun of you for being there for 30 seconds. <laughs> and, uh, it's just like, you've been loitering on my page for more than 30 seconds. Let me infect your mind and your email address with my filth or something like that. <laughs> one and that's stupid my... fuck.com. Man, have you looked how much that thing's worth, man? That's gotta be worth a decent amount. I've That's probably good, made it worth. I've probably made it worth a decent amount. Yeah, because <laughs> because when I first did it, everyone thought I was fucking totally batshit crazy. Like I lost friends, I made friends. Like <laughs> it, it was just crazy, right? So so uh, now that I've actually made it something interesting, but it's my brand now. So the brand has sort of become the value of one stupid fuck to some degree, right? So, but uh, but yeah, I have a free contract killer course. It's a lot of material. It's like 23 hours of video, but it's, it's fun. It's linear. I promise you it's not overwhelming. If you, if, if someone's listening to this round table, this round table is, is I'm not kidding. 10 times more overwhelming than my course. My course is one tenth as difficult to understand. And it's, it's one tenth as more, more linear, 10 times more linear than this round table has been. So if this is if this is 10 times more than you think you can handle, then my course will still be okay for you. I'm down. I'm I'm gonna give it a shot. Yeah, man. That's for sure. Yeah. I got yeah, I got I, nothing to lose at this point. At this point in time, like I like making cops kick rocks all the time just based on their shit. So the more 
ammo that I can have going up against these fools. See, you're the opposite of me, Bob. I avoid them like fucking hurt. I do too, man. I don't do anything, but I also don't obey their bullshit. I don't register my vehicles. I don't show my driver's license just because they ask for it. Like, I don't bow to their shit. Like, I'm going to show you, no, man, I'm going to make you work for this shit if you're going to be a tyrant fuck. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to show me that you're a tyrant. Show me you're a tyrant. And then I'll be like, all right, here, tyrant. Here's your bullshit. Um, <laughs> I love it. Bob, where can they find your stuff? Uh, Hidden in Plain Sight is my podcast. I'm on all your podcatchers. Um, shit's bumpy right now. I'm moving and stuff, so I haven't dropped an episode. But I'm dropping one with Micah Dank this week. Um, that one should be pretty cool. And then I'm doing some more stuff in the future. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram at the hidden pod and that space is fake and gay because it is, and I can prove it. Um, other than that, man, I'm just trying to be out in the country and stay away from people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I love it. Bob. So fucking funny. Uh, thanks man. I appreciate it. Nate, where can we find you brother? Sorry, man. I didn't really talk too much on this show, uh, but this is interesting. Thank you for inviting me on. Brandon, you're a wealth of knowledge. I'm definitely going to check that out. I love the name of your website, uh, <laughs> onestupidfuck.com. That's pretty amazing. Um, I'm one stupid fuck, so definitely <laughs> yeah. check that shit out. Um, my show is called The Reality Czars. Uh, you can check us out. We try to put out as many episodes as we can a week, but, dude, I've been so fucking busy. I've been slacking. Uh, we put out a Bigfoot documentary. Uh, we just have fun. Come check us out. Nice. Thanks for coming, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Right. What do you got going on, man? Ryan's just looking for that that mortgage burning, man. He's just waiting, man. He wants to, he wants to roll up that fucking mortgage and smoke it. Dude, I do, man. No, I was just listening. You know, I didn't I didn't talk much here either, you know, but um, I don't have much to offer in the space, mostly just questions. Um, I feel like some of my questions are kind of dumb. One one that I was going to ask was actually, uh, again, this may be a really stupid question, but if I signed a uh, a contract for a vehicle and that contract is done, now I own the vehicle outright, would I have to change my information with that too? Because you're saying go back to all your old contracts and all that shit. Is yeah, that- uh, you don't own your vehicle. So what happened is there's something called a manufacturer certificate of origin. And that's the original title that you had gotten from your actual manufacturer, such as okay. Ford or Chevy. When you get a um, when you get a title from the state of Arizona, which is not the state of Arizona, you're gifting them the MCO in exchange for a title. So the okay. District of Columbia owns your vehicle. Gotcha. Okay. If you want to change that situation and you don't want the District of Columbia to own your vehicle, which is how they get jurisdiction over you during a traffic stop, on my state national resources page, I have a website. I believe it's called mcostore.com. They sell you bond paper where you can print up your own MCOs and you can actually uh, mail them in. I don't know exactly how it all works. I am. It's coming up on my to-do list here pretty soon, but you can basically get uh, uh, an MSO. You can print it up yourself and then send it in and get it certified 
And then mm. now you have your MCO back in your hands and now you don't have to worry. And then you can actually write an affidavit, send it to state of Arizona, let them know that you have a new MCO, let them know that your title is now void and you can disconnect from your vehicle from state of Arizona, quote unquote, by doing it that way. That's, that's the, that's the very short version. You know, shockingly, this area of like vehicles is one of the more complicated areas. But yeah, man, I, I, I I'm sure like all this stuff super complicated. I just I was curious about that, but um, like well, I said, a lot I, of this I, stuff is really simple. But vehicles is more complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 a lot of this stuff it's is actually a, really simple. It's I mean, just a lot. It's just a lot. But 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 that for some reason the vehicle part is like overly complicated. Like okay. Getting away from the IRS is as easy as eating a, a ham sandwich. Getting a five-star passport is fairly difficult, but still pretty easy. But but registration and title of your vehicle, God, it's 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 pretty it's it's more it's it's some of the more difficult stuff you can do. Okay. Fair enough. Hey, I figured I'd ask though. I had my chance. You know, the I didn't simple, want to interrupt that the, slow, dude. In my opinion, the simplest and easiest way to temporarily regain a lot of uh legal power over your your automobile is to uh to to put your automobile into a private trust that you open that's just a contract trust it's called a pure contract trust it has nothing to do with the government at all it's not it's not something you go to the government to get you just write it up and then people notarize it and boom it exists and then you can put your automobile into that trust and you can actually get it plated in a different state. I have mine plated in South Dakota. That's how I get around smog here in California. So I don't have to, I don't have any smog laws living. Nice. So, so on my (laughs) registration, on my actual vehicle registration, it has my trust name and then it says trustee. And then it has my name in all capital letters. So it's not the best thing in the world, but it's a huge, huge, huge improvement over, um, just owning a vehicle under your own name in all capital letters. But the, I, the, 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 that's like, that's like the mid grade level, the, the high that, that I like the mid grade level because you, you actually have plates. They're not going to pull you over. They're not going to really fuck with you. Blah, 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 blah. Once you get into the MCO level though, you don't even need license plates or nothing. You can just put, you see these sovereign people and they put fucking whatever on there. If they actually have an MCO, you can do that. Yeah. That's where like, it like what I tell people here again with the law, <clears throat> law 502.03 states that no, you unless you're engaged in transporting people for compensation, you can't enforce uh licensure or registration laws. So that's in their code yeah. book, like their that's statute. for the state, that's a state, Is right? That a state yeah, thing, it's a state. Yeah, that's it's your state, state, right? Yep, what state are you in, Texas? Yeah, so 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 uh, Nevada has the same thing. I have a buddy of mine who's been digging through Nevada statutes. So some 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 states do have these really cool statutes. And if you find these statutes, then then yeah, you're good to go. Uh my 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 training and my studies and and is more like super all-encompassing all fifty states everywhere. I love it. We'll have to talk more, man. Yeah, yeah, man. This is really this is really fascinating what Bob is saying because if you do dig through your local stuff. And you find stuff, you can use it. It's not right. that you can't use it. Right. It's just that it's just that it becomes a little complicated because the statutes of state of Texas, the chances are state of Texas is it's still 
located in the district of Columbia. So it's, it's still a little weird, you know, because it's like, okay, state of Texas has these local state laws, but the state of Texas is located in the district of Columbia. And that's the part that doesn't really totally make sense to me yet, because right. it's like where, how does that even, it, it's literally all just an illusion. It's all just a fucking illusion. Yeah. At the end of the day, there is no spoon. At the end of the day, there is no spoon, literally. So, so I like I like the more fundamental stuff. Like, for example, where is where is city of Austin located? And then you ask that in a court of law, and they go, "Well, technically, it's located in the District of Columbia." And then you just like throw out your hands, you're like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" You know what I mean? And then you, you just won. You know, I I like that kind of shit more than getting into all these state statutes because you don't really know. You don't even know where the locational jurisdiction of the state statute is. I mean, I have no idea. You know. Interesting, man. Yeah, it's great stuff. Did uh yeah, Matt, uh what about you, dude? Anything new going on over there at the Great Deception? Oh man, same old, same old. We got uh some old world stuff going on, some interviews and deep dives and stuff like that. This was awesome though. I love this stuff. I'm fascinated by it. I'm going to be uh digging into this uh contract killer course now. I'm 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 all about it. At least getting started and see where it takes me. Learn yep. something new, man. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. This was awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, have a great night, everyone. Stay strong. Question yeah, if you everything. guys give me a link to this video, audio, whatever, I'll share it with with my email list. I got a pretty big email list and stuff, so just let me know, and I'll put it on my on my website too. I have a podcast section now, so perfect. Will do. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it, man. Awesome, guys. Thanks for having me on the show, guys, Thank or the you, shows, yes. I guess. This is like yeah. a multi-show deal. So thanks yeah, a lot, huh? guys. Appreciate <laughs> the, uh, the guest spot. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.